The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live, a... Rainy day in eastern North Carolina, but nice and dry and beautiful inside the Pirate Radio studios. You're tuned in to either Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1259 30 and online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch today's show and be a part of today's program by checking us out on Facebook and chiming in there. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Check us out there. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. You can call in 317-1250 as we are live from 3 until 6 every weekday here on Pirate Radio Live. Coming up on today's show, Jeff Charles finally got to break out the paintbrush in a big-time road game. He did it Saturday night when the Pirates... Knocked off Marshall in dramatic fashion. We'll uh, talk about that one. Also, get you ready for East Carolina and Charleston Southern coming up this Saturday at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. The Voice joins us in about 15 minutes. Also, later on in hour number one, we will talk to the play-by-play voice of the Down East Wood Ducks, Matt Davis. The Woodies right now in their championship series as uh, they uh, fell last night but play tonight in game two, weather permitting, at historic Granger Stadium. So we'll get all the details with Matt Davis coming up uh, later on in hour number one. And you can go check out some live postseason baseball at historic Granger Stadium. We talked to Wade Howe earlier this week. If this game cannot go tonight, um, the Wood Ducks are guaranteed two home games in this series. So they'll try it Thursday or Friday if they can't get it in tonight so uh, what's all to mad about all those details what happened last night what to look forward to the remainder of this series all right uh coming up at four o'clock planning to hook up with mike mullis either in studio or on the phone we'll talk football we'll talk baseball we'll talk golf Ryder cup coming up this week i know some people are into that i need to get in the pool or something so i can be interested in it uh with football going on that takes up pretty much all of my attention braves are in a playoff chase so i'll be watching that don't have a ton of time for golf but i can get if i can get some kind of pool action going uh, i'll be into it we'll talk about it with mully coming up later on we'll hear from uh some current pirates coming up in hour number two dj ford and miles berry spoke to the media yesterday we'll hear those interviews coming up also a lot more from mike houston that we didn't get to on tuesday's show from his weekly press conference and bryce williams bryce was fired up during the game on saturday night uh loved all the 
attention Shane Calhoun was getting on offense with his eight catches, 100-plus yards, and a touchdown, and the Pirates got a victory. So Bryce Williams will be fired up coming up in the 5 o'clock hour when he joins us in the Pirate Radio studios. We got Shirley Rhodes and Chandler Honeycutt here on a Wednesday. Both Robert and uh, Steve on Facebook Live saying, Clippers! What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Chandler, uh, sometimes you get in the mood and it'll be Jim Rome, it'll be John Gruden. Sometimes we just like we're in a silly giggly mood for whatever reason you've been listening to a clip quite a bit today and repeating it yourself and uh it's the uh cowboys owner jerry jones who uh said he wanted him some glory hole i want me some glory hole and you you have listened to that and repeated that several times this afternoon what's going on with you today well (laughs) i want me some glory hole the cowboys got a win on sunday against the Chargers. Wait, are you debuting a new voice? And the Pirates won on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I said it in a press conference, uh, I believe in two, in the late 2000s, I said... I want me some glory hole. I did, and I said I want to get back to the glory hole days. Yeah. And with that being said, I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. <laughs> uh jerry jones and the glory hole days for dallas uh are long gone and in the rear view what about the pirates now the pirates i i don't think we've had our glory hole days yet well we had that peach bowl that yeah that was a a moment in time we had back-to-back conference usa championships could we have a dallas or excuse me i anything that starts with a D, I want to say Dallas. I want me some glory hole. But what about a dollar general bowl championship this year? I don't know if I'd put that in the GH category. I need to run the table. That would be my personal glory hole for ECU football. <laughs> well, well, let's do it. Alright, let's do it, Jerry. I want me some glory hole. We all do. That's all we really want from our teams, right? Especially if you were old enough to remember your team's glory hole days. We want those days back. I want me some glory hole. And we want those days uh, to be, we want to be living in those days, right? We want to be in the glory. (laughs) In the hole. In the hole. The GH, the glory hole days. Uh, Maybe the glory hole days will be soon here in Greenville. Now, I do own the Catalyst Cowboys, but who in the hell do we play this week? The Eagles on Monday Night Football. Oh, uh, division champion or division match? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Division champion? No. Reigning and defending belongs in Landover, Maryland. Where the hell is that? And they're called Washington, and they don't have a team name. Now that's hilarious. <laughs> now that. Now that is not being in your glory hole days. Being seven. Well, there are a bunch of turds and <laughs> urine. I'm not dumb like some Cowboy fans. <laughs> Thank you, Brian spewing from your stadium that was week one jerry that was week one week two all that was figured out the only turds in there were all those giant fans cheering for daniel jones i guess that can count as glory hole <laughs> all right so chandler's been in some kind of mood today uh as he is most days let's do a quick rundown because we got to visit with the voice here in a few minutes uh nfl news and notes and there's a lot of it uh the bears fans <laughs> 
the Bears fans were excited for a moment. I saw uh, several memes on this and then went right back to slumping in their chairs. Um, Justin Fields will be the Bears starter this week. But Matt Nagy said when Andy Dalton's healthy, Andy Dalton will be the starter. But uh, coming up this week, Bears, Browns, it'll be Justin Fields getting the start for the Chicago Bears, his first start coming in week three of his rookie season. Uh, Shirley Rhodes Dolphins have some quarterback issues. Tua is out against the 2-0 and Raiders. Remember when I said the Raiders would be the second best team in the uh, West? The Raiders. AFC West? Maybe you don't because you weren't here that day. Because somehow in your contract, you have it where you don't work Fridays. I'm in my glory hole. Good for you. Yeah, what's up with that? I know. What's up with that? Can we not do this right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jacoby Brissett will get the start against the Raiders uh, starting for the Miami Dolphins. So good luck with all that. Big Ben is banged up as he has been the last 15 years, uh, but he says he's going to do everything he can to be available to play. Apparently, he took a shot against the Raiders on Sunday, and uh, we'll see if Big Ben will be able to go. Who's their backup? Is not is it Dwayne Haskins, or they still have uh, Mason Rudolph? Who would play if Ben Roethlisberger can't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Curious about that. Anyway, uh, more quarterback news. It'll be Davis. What about Duck? <laughs> Duck Hodges? Duck Hodges. Where's Duck at? Bring back Duck. If it flies, it dies. That was a thing for about a week and a half, a few years ago. Uh, but Duck Hodges. Haven't, haven't seen beak nor tail of Duck in a, uh, in a few years. Uh, Antonio Brown has been placed on the COVID-19 list. Uh, apparently, I believe all the bugs are vaccinated. So if that's the case and he can negative test out of it, there's a chance he could still play. But he has been a big factor in that offense through two weeks. Week one, everybody but Mike Evans was a factor. And then Brady comes back week two and throws uh, two touchdowns to Mike Evans. By the way, speaking of Tom Brady, all-time passing yards. I don't know if folks are aware of this. So Brady is second all-time behind Drew Brees. Brees has 80,358. I'm going to have to do some calculator math. Sorry. I usually try to do these off the dome, but I'm not going to do it this time. 80,358. Brady has 79,859. Brady is 499 yards away. So he's 500 yards away from becoming the all-time leading passer in NFL history. The Bucks have a great one against the Rams this week. And then do you know who they play the following week? The New England Patriots. If for those of you who think the NFL is rigged and fake, here's another notch on your belt because do it against them. he is going to... I don't see any way he doesn't at this point break the all-time record against his old team, the Patriots. I mean, it is just set up perfectly. Is that they'll a pause the game? They'll recognize that he uh, that he did that. Fit, he defeated that feat. Oh boy, That's, words are tough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be pageantry. There's going to be there's there's going to be dr- dramatic. <laughs> sick to talking like Jerry Jones. <laughs> it's going to be his glory hole. It is. Thank you, Jerry. 
Uh, this is a Sunday night game at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, and Brady is going to become the all-time leading passer. You can't script it, or can you? Yes, it was literally scripted when the schedules came out this year. So, well done, NFL. You, you got it. You're gonna you're gonna get your big moment on Sunday night football. All right, um, let's get a Down East Wood Ducks update. We'll talk to Matt Davis coming up later on uh, in today's program because the Wood Ducks are in a championship series right now with the first two games being played at Granger Stadium. Last night, the Wood Ducks fell 4-2. to two. They are scheduled to play tonight, 7 o'clock. Tickets are 12 bucks. If you want to order early, you can for 10 bucks. Uh, this one, and we'll talk to Matt and see the latest. If it gets rained out, uh, it'll likely be played on Thursday. So we'll give you an update on that. But right now, I guess they're still planning for a 7 o'clock baseball game. It's coming down pretty hard outside here in Greenville. Not sure what the weather looks like in Kinston, but kind of a uh, overcast day all over eastern North Carolina with some rain coming down. So we'll uh, have an update on that later on in the hour. Quick MLB playoff update. Uh, the Orioles lost to the Phillies last night. Was hoping that they could uh, help out the Braves by winning that game. They did not, but the Atlanta takes care of their own business, knocking off Arizona. So Atlanta's still up three games in the National League East. The St. Louis Cardinals are going to be playoff bound and they are that hot team right now they have won 10 games in a row and are looking like they're going to be the second wild card behind either the dodgers or the giants right now the giants have a one game lead over san francisco in the west it'll be the brewers who are going to win the central rays still in control of the american league east although shirley's red sox have come on strong they've won six in a row and right now are in the top spot for the wild card uh, they would play the Blue Jays if everything ended today uh, in that wild card game. Igos Mariners still hanging around. They are three games back of Toronto. They have uh, tied with Oakland after knocking them off two nights in a row. Uh, you got the White Sox dominating the Central. The Astros are going to win the West. So really, it's up to that second uh, wild card spot right now. The Yankees are a half game back of the blue jays so tight race is going on in major league baseball you got baseball this week you've got uh next week and then it'll be playoff time in major league baseball all right let's get a break in we'll come back and visit with the voice jeff charles he'll join us on the fixed nc live line and recap saturday night and look ahead to charleston southern jeff charles joins us when we return pirate radio live on a wednesday we're back with you after this To Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot, smoke, or fire? 
uh, water, you can consider all of it fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to a big Saturday here inside the Pirate Radio studios and at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It'll be ECU and Charleston Southern. Our pregame begins 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 6 o'clock kickoff. We're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor 5th quarter call-in show. It'll be Charleston Southern, and a lot of people don't know this. Jeff Charles' real name is Jefferson Charleston, and... He joins us now. That's not a true fact. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> that is a cool name, though, right? Jefferson Charleston. Sounds very I'm, royal. I'll take it. Yeah. Jefferson Charleston. Charleston. Sir Charleston. Charleston is nice. You ever been to Charleston? Charleston. Yeah, I've actually been there. Right. No, I haven't. Chandler, you should go. No. Why not? I mean, because I don't want to. Okay. Because I don't want to. Because you want to be here, you want to be working with us here at Pirate Radio each and every Saturday on our marathon game day coverage. You've got it. Just like you will be next Saturday. <laughs> what? What? Well, there's a problem there. What? I got to be at a wedding. You got to be at a wedding. Are you getting married? Sort of. <laughs> no, Wait, no, sorta. No. How do you define dude. sorta? Did, did it's my best friend's glory hole days. <laughs> you can't miss your best friend. I want me some glory hole. <laughs> oh, Chandler, we'll talk more about that later and all next week. It can be a total goat rodeo. We're trying to make you feel as bad as possible. Well, I already feel bad. You I know, but to... we got to make you feel worse. Okay, well, go right ahead. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us on the Fixed NC Live Line. We'll talk about what's coming up this week and recap last week. Jeff, how you doing today? Cliff, I'm doing great, and I'm sitting here doing my homework for the game with Charleston Southern coming up on Saturday, Clip, and there are six Eastern North Carolina kids on this team this year at Charleston Southern, two of them from Jacksonville, one from Beaufort, there are two from Vanceboro, and one from right here at Rose High School in Greenville. Ben Harris is a receiver on this team, and then, of course, Jeff Barber is the athletics director, and Jeff is an ECU alum, a Greenville native, Rose High graduate. So there are a lot of ties between these two schools, even though it's the first time the two have ever met in football. We'll hear from Jeff Barber coming up on the Pirate Radio podcast with Jeff Charles uh, later on today at 6 o'clock, available for download as well. So I have not heard that yet, Jeff. Looking forward to that conversation as you were able to uh, catch up with him ahead of this game. Yeah, we really have uh, had a great relationship down through the years. Cliff, when I came to ECU in 1988, Jeff was on the staff here. He was a member of the Pirate Club staff, and we became friends then. And then, of course, Jeff uh, moved on. He left here. He went to uh, Furman to run the Paladin Club and did a great job and was noticed by South Carolina. And then he went down to South Carolina and ran the Gamecock Club for 10 years. And then up to Liberty, had a great run at Liberty, 10 years there as the athletics director, was out of the business for a year or so. He did something very interesting in his life we'll talk about tonight at 6 o'clock. And then Jeff had the, had the itch again to get back into college athletics, and he's been at Charleston Southern now for four years doing a really good job and 
again, he, he's a first-class guy, and I'm proud to call him my friend and can't wait to visit with him tonight at 6 o'clock. The Voice, Jeff Charles, joining us. He'll be on the call when Charleston Southern comes into town on Saturday, and the Pirates will be coming off a win. And, Jeff, uh, I'm glad the players, the coaches, everybody, a, a part of the team didn't give up on that game Saturday night because I'll be honest, I did. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, down 17 with seven minutes and uh, a little bit left on the clock, uh, I thought it was over, just didn't think there was enough time. But the Pirates get it done with 21 fourth-quarter points. Defense pitches a shutout and an absolute wild one there at Joan C. Edwards Stadium, voice. And uh, you got to break out the paintbrush uh, for the first time in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. been a long time. Going back to the last game, of course, last year, the uh, SMU game clip. Well, yeah, what a great comeback it was. And three touchdowns in the last seven minutes and 31 seconds. Pretty remarkable. You don't see that happen very often. So the never-say-die Pirates uh, were certainly in evidence last week in Huntington. And it was a much, much needed win for this football program and for this season. Because I think most of us going into this year... But in the first four games, if you can come out of there two and two, including Mike Houston, the head coach, you know, you might be in pretty good shape for the season. So they've got a chance now if they can take care of business on Saturday to indeed be two and two coming out of the first four games, the non-conference schedule in September. And then you get into the conference uh, schedule, of course. We'll talk a lot more about that next week. But got to take care of business this week with Charleston Southern coming into town. Six o'clock. I hope people respond. I hope we have. Another good crowd out there, like uh, for the opener uh, a couple of weeks ago. So the stage is set to get to the 500 mark uh, this weekend, Cliff. And, it, Jeff, we don't know what this win's going to turn out to mean for this team in 2021 when it's all said and done. It could be a, a blip on the radar, just a, a fun night, a great comeback, and um, kind of a, a once-in-a-season type of deal. Or it could lead to something special. We talked about this, Jeff. Uh, weeks ago on the Bud Light pregame tailgate because I, I heard you rolling in. Uh, I was rolling into work one day and you were talking about this on the radio that East Carolina just can't seem to stack wins on top of wins. They can get one here and there, but can't turn it into a winning streak. Well, now they have an opportunity to get two in a row in a game you're going to be heavy favorites in this Saturday, and it sets up a huge game with Tulane uh, to start the conference season. So uh, I talked to Kevin Monroe about this yesterday, Jeff, and, and he said he thinks it is a – a program-changing type win. Maybe we'll look back on this one and say this is kind of where it really sparked and, and got going. We don't know that for sure, but there certainly is a chance that that could be the case, Jeff. Well, you're right, and I hope Kevin's right, but you're right too, Clip. Uh, we don't know. Uh, every week's a new adventure and a new challenge, so you just have to continue to play well and stack up some wins together. But certainly it was a big win last week against a quality opponent and Marshall is very good again this year. They're picked to win Conference USA. They had a lot of starters back from that team. They had eight all-conference players, four on offense and four on defense. So they went up there and beat a good football team at a place that's tough to win in Huntington. So hats off, and, and this is one of the bigger wins the Pirates have had in recent years. Unfortunately, we can probably count them on the fingers of one hand the way things have been around here. But uh, we'll, we'll take that one and see if the Pirates can build on it. Uh, it could be it could be a big one, or it might not be. We just don't know. When you look into the crystal ball, uh, who knows what's ahead? But it is uh, it is a good win, and the Pirates do have a chance now to go two and two, and then you know two lanes of football team. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but two lanes of football team that you know evenly matched, I think, with the Pirates pretty much in most positions. 
talent-wise, it's just that Tulane has had East Carolina's number yeah. in recent years, and they've won three games in a row in the series. But it's not like you're starting the conference series with Cincinnati or, or UCF, the two top teams in this conference. You have a game at home with someone that you should be pretty evenly matched with. Keep an eye on Tulane UAB coming up this Saturday. Should be a pretty good game when those two teams face off. Jeff, so many heroes on Saturday night from the quarterback Holden Aylers to Tyler Sneed to Shane Calhoun and his performance. Audio Matosho came up big late. You had the offensive line uh, doing a good job during that two-minute drill to allow East Carolina to get the ball up and down the field. Keaton Mitchell on the defensive side. Jaquan McMillan, his interception. East Carolina, again, forcing fumbles, forcing turnovers. So, Jeff, I, I, could you give out one MVP award the other night? Who was Jeff's uh, MVPs uh, for that game on Saturday? Oh, I think I've got to go with Holt Naylor's. And there are a lot of guys that could be uh, 1A. As you just mentioned, it was a total team effort, usually is when you win a game. But how about Holton? I mean, he was terrific. And, you know, he is a baller, and he is absolutely the leader of this football team. I heard C.J. Johnson on with you guys talking about when it got into crunch time in the fourth quarter, how Holton got the offense together and said, guys, don't panic here. Let's take it, you know, a play at a time, a series at a time. We can come back and we can win this game. And I think they really did rally behind Holton. And we know the numbers he put up last week, clip uh, 30 of 47, over 300 yards passing. And, you know, he just did a terrific job. He ran for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown pass. I mean, what more could you ask of the guy? And, you know, it's pretty amazing, too, in a football game, when you do throw it in a college game 47 times and you don't have any of them picked, which was big, too, because the Pirates couldn't afford to have turnovers up there, and they did force three turnovers again, which is really good for Blake Harrell's defense. But to answer your question, I've got to go with Holton Naylor's as the MVP last week. There you go. Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. And, Jeff, we also had the – you know, the tragic news about Miles Berry's father passing away last week, and he's able to yeah, you play in the game and not just play, but have seven tackles, the second leading tackler for the Pirates uh, on that Saturday night there in Huntington at Marshall. And we saw some uh, some video post game of the, the players rallying around him after he gets the game ball and just can't imagine what he's going through, Jeff, and for him to be able to play, play well, and, you know, for all his teammates, coaches to be there for him, it was a uh, a pretty special moment, and one of those moments where you say, okay, maybe the, the score and, and football isn't the end-all, be-all. A lot more important things going on, but that was a, uh, a fantastic moment, and happy uh, Miles Berry could, could be happy about that uh, after the game. Well, very tragic with his father, only 56 years old, Cliff, and he passed away with COVID in Greensboro, their hometown. And so our hearts and prayers and thoughts go out to the family Coach Houston is going to attend the service tomorrow for Miles' dad and be there for Miles. And I was almost shocked, to be honest with you. Uh, Miles was at the press conference yesterday as yeah. the three players, and I did have a chance to, to sit down and, and visit with him. And we, we talked about what he's been going through here the last few days. I have not talked to Miles Berry very often until this year. And, Cliff, this is way before this tragedy hit. Uh, I, I can't be more impressed with a young guy in this program been with him he is so well spoken and he is so polite and such a nice young man and as i understand it he is an only child in the family which uh, you know makes it tough uh it's it's just a real tragic situation when someone that young uh, loses their life and uh, again uh, our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the berry family and coach houston's there for him his teammates are there for him and i know all of the pirate nation is there for miles he's a first class quality kid 
Yeah, Jeff, uh, and man, what a uh, uh, an impressive young man to be able to to talk to the media, talk about the his uh, his tragic loss and and what he was able to do yesterday and what he did on the field. He'll be back on the field this Saturday when the Pirates take on Charleston Southern. And Jeff, you said you're uh, you're going over your notes on this Buccaneers team. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about them. I know they uh, blew out the Citadel and got blown out by uh, Monmouth. So not a lot of. Uh, of results so far this year just a couple of games and and they hadn't played in a close game yet so what if anything do you know uh, outside of they do have some local kids about this uh, Buccaneers team well I know they like to go fast on offense Cliff and the Pirates are going to have to be ready for that because their offense is a fast tempo and they've got a good little quarterback his name is Jack Chambers he's from Lilburn Georgia and he's really quick he's not very big he's 5'10 180 pounds but they do a lot of things with him. Uh, they feature the ball in his hands an awful lot. He throws it pretty well, 61% coming into the game. He's already thrown for 454 yards through two games. He threw for four touchdowns against the Citadel. And he also runs uh, well. Uh, he's got some pretty good speed. He's run for 108 yards. So it all starts with the quarterback, Jack Chambers. They've got uh, a good running back, a young man by the name of J.D. Moore. He's 5'11", 180. He's a sophomore. He's run for 140 yards. And one of the local kids is their top receiver, Demetrius Jones. Demetrius is from Jacksonville, and he has nine catches, a 10.6-yard average, and a long grab of 13. They spread it around. They've got a number of guys who catch passes. Uh, the starting center is one of their best offensive linemen. He's another local kid from Jacksonville, from Episcopal School. His name is Jacob Tilski. He's a big kid, big center, 6'4", 280 pounds. Uh, so they, they've got some players, Clip, and they've got some good players on defense uh, as well. Another good receiver I didn't mention that I should have mentioned is Gareth Schwarting. Uh, he had uh, four touchdown catches against the Citadel. He's kind of a Tyler Sneed, Blake Pearl kind of guy, uh, but he's a really good receiver for them. So, you know, you can't. You can't uh, rest on uh, your laurels here coming off that big win. you got to be ready to go every week. And that Monmouth team they played last week is good. Monmouth is certainly under the radar, and they are an FCS program. But they are picked to win the Big South, and they are ranked in the top 20 this week in the FCS poll. So that is a very good team that they played last week and lost to. And, you know, for the city of Charleston, that's a big game with them beating uh, the Citadel. The Citadel's in the Southern Conference and Charleston Southern is in the Big South, so for Charleston Southern to beat the Citadel in the city rivalry, if you will, that was a big win for them coming out of the gate. So they've got some weapons. They've got an outstanding coach at Autry Denson. Yeah. And all the great Notre Dame running backs. And Autry Denson is the all-time leading rusher in the history of Notre Dame football with 4,300 yards. This is his team. He's an offensive guy. So you know they're going to be well-coached, and you got to be ready to go on Saturday. Yeah, I uh, had a great chat with Coach Denson this offseason. I uh, really enjoyed catching up with him, Jeff, because for me, I mean, I remember him running the football at Notre Dame and being one of the uh, the best players in college football um, back in the 90s. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, looking around college football, and uh, you probably didn't have too much time to, to check in on this on Saturday, getting ready for your broadcast, but uh, Cincinnati goes to Bloomington. They get it done. They beat Indiana. Now they're going to be rooting for Notre Dame to beat Wisconsin this week. That game coming up noon Saturday in Chicago because if Notre Dame wins, that'll certainly up them 
in the rankings, and then Cincinnati will have an opportunity to go to South Bend and uh, and be the top ten football team. So the Bearcats, Luke Fickle and company, continuing to get it done. Jeff, they got a showdown with Notre Dame uh, coming up next week, which could be you know top ten top, versus top ten matchup. Yeah, that could be the featured game. I haven't looked ahead to the schedule a week from this Saturday clip, but one would think that certainly has to be right at the top uh, as far as a matchup is concerned. I did see a little bit of that game. We were still in the hotel room, and that game kicked off, I think, at noon last week when Cincinnati was on television against Indiana over in Bloomington. And I did watch a little bit of that game before we had to go to the stadium. But, you know, it's the same old Cincinnati that we've seen. They've got so many guys back. You know, Desmond Ritter at quarterback, and they've got that outstanding running back and those big tight ends, and they play great defense. They've got a great defensive line, so it's uh, basically the same cast of characters. It's no doubt as to why they're so good again this year because they're a veteran team, and yes, uh, they've got they've got a big one coming up a week from Saturday, and it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I'm sure we'll see all the stories next week, especially in the Cincinnati media, about how big that game is. One of the biggest games, I'm sure, in the history of Cincinnati football. So hats off to them. I mean, they've really turned that thing around, and we talk oftentimes about back in the day when the Pirates used to beat the Bearcats like a drum, Yeah, and that thing has really, has really turned around, and Luke Fickle's done a great job, but they've had other great coaches there as well. Of course, one of the storylines will be Brian Kelly, the yep. Dan head coach, was at Cincinnati before he went to Notre Dame, and they've had other really good coaches there in recent years as well that have really gotten that program off and running, and now Fickle's really taken it to a different level. So they're good, and uh, the Pirates will get a shot at them late in the season, as you well know, Cliff. Jeff, I never asked you to pick uh, pick a winner, but I'm going to do it this time uh, because you've seen both of these teams this year. Coming up Thursday night, 7.30 on ESPN, Marshall at Appalachian State. The Mountaineers are a seven-point Home favorite in that one. Marshall coming off that loss. App State uh, has looked good all year, even in their loss to Miami. So the voices pick for Thursday night. Who you got in that matchup, Jeff? Well, I'm not just saying this because the Pirates lost to Appalachian State and then the Pirates beat Marshall, but I have to go with Appalachian State, and the home field is one of the big reasons. If that game was at Marshall, I don't know which way I would go, but because the game is in Boone, Got to go with Appalachian. I think it's going to be a really, really good football game in a couple of really good, evenly matched teams. That's what I'm going to watch uh, tomorrow night, Clip, because I think it's going to be such a good game. Should be a really good atmosphere in Boone as well. And I tell you what, I really like both quarterbacks. They're going to be fun to watch. Grant Wells at Marshall last week, I was really impressed with him. Now he had the the pick at the end of the game that uh, Jaquan McMillan picked off for the Pirates, but other than that, uh, you know, he, he puts the ball on the money on almost every single throw, and he's got a lot of zip on it. And then Chase Bryce, we saw him, of course, against the Pirates, and we know he's a really good quarterback, too. So I think the quarterback matchup is uh, is really good. I think they're pretty even with the running backs. I think Appalachian's a little deeper with the running backs. But, Cliff, I'll tell you this, and I was uh, talking with Coach Houston about this after the game and some other folks on the staff. And this kid at Marshall, Rasheen Ali, <laughs> yeah. I watched him on tape and saw him earlier on TV, and I thought, well, you know, he's okay. He's, he's a decent back. But I tell you what, that guy's really, really good. And they're talking about him. I mean, he's only a freshman, but they're already talking about him playing at the next level. Uh, he's a really, really good player. So, he, you know, he might give Marshall a big game tomorrow night as well. I think probably 
size-wise and speed-wise, they're probably matched up pretty even. I just think it's going to be a heck of a football game, but you asked me for a prediction, and I'll go with the Mountaineers. Jeff, I don't remember seeing Pirate defenders crossed up like that on a football field uh, like they were the other night. It looked more like Ali was was Allen Iverson or, or Kyrie Irving with the crossover uh, just taking ECU players' ankles on those runs. He was incredible. And one thing on Grant Wells, Jeff, uh, kudos to the coaching staff and, and kudos to Wells. He is not afraid to chunk it down the field voice. And we talked about it with Kevin yesterday. Even in most down and distances where you would throw short, throw seven yards, just get the first down, he would absolutely chunk it. Uh, he had ECU defenders on their heels that entire game uh, because he is not afraid to throw the deep ball. And like you said, he can throw it pretty good. Yeah, he really can. Now, a couple of those throws, I questioned a little bit on, you know, third and short. <laughs> yeah. Deep and they didn't. Come, they came up empty. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, you to your point, Clip, I mean, he's he's really good. And, uh, my goodness, he's, he's still a freshman. They threw him in the fire last year. They were so confident with him. They had a starting quarterback there, Isaiah Green, you may remember. And uh, they basically let him go out oh, yeah. of the program because, you know, they figured that this kid was ready to take over and, and he has been that. And back to Ali again, Cliff, it just goes to show you, I looked him up before the Pirates, of course, played up there. He was just a two-star recruit out of Cleveland, Ohio, that basically nobody recruited him much. Wow. So you can still find these guys. I mean, they're still out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wasn't some big four- or five-star guy that Big Ten schools from that part of the country were after. He slipped through the cracks. Sometimes you wonder, a kid that talented, how he can slip through, but it still happened. Jeff, we'll let you run. I got sports trivia coming up tonight at AJ's. Looking forward to that. So I'll be missing uh, AEW Grand Slam. And I'm not a huge tennis fan, but for whatever reason, the U.S. Open, if it's on and I'm flipping around, I will watch it. I love the stadium. I love the Arthur Ashe Stadium, just the setup for it. It's kind of quaint, but looks really looks like a really nice um, arena or a really nice venue for a sporting event. The AEW will be inside of that stadium for AEW Grand Slam tonight, and it's got some great matchups coming up. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson will be the headliner there, but uh, wrestling in that uh, in that scene jeff is going to be wild that's coming up tonight eight o'clock uh check that out for me jeff and let me know what i missed because that should be a lot of fun i will do it for sure clip and like we've talked uh, over the last couple of years i really like the aew promotion and all the things that they're doing and this is just another example of how they're marketing the product and bringing i think maybe people who are not mainstream uh wrestling fans hardcore wrestling fans but folks outside of that little arena uh, exposing the product to maybe some other folks that uh, maybe don't pay a whole lot of attention to wrestling. I think that's a smart thing to do, and yet they've still got kind of the old principles of the old wrestling with bringing back uh, some of the guys that I grew up with and still making them a part of, uh, of their wrestling promotion along with all the new talent. So you know, hats off to them. I, I think they're really smart at what they're doing, and uh, as we have talked, the Khan family has more money than uh, – <laughs> sense maybe but uh they've gotten into this thing big time and uh they've, they've done a wonderful job i i think with the promotion the con family owns the jacksonville jaguars and i guess everything else down there so they've got deep pockets and they're able to do this kind of stuff and have a good television contract and like we said it, it's it's fun to watch it's a good product 
more money than sense is a phrase i'll be using moving forward i like that one jeff appreciate you giving me that one today uh the voice jeff charles joining us <laughs> jeff we'll uh we'll see you saturday on the bud light pregame tailgate also before that uh we'll talk to you friday on the ub pirate preview coming up live noon friday on pirate radio you'll be live uh, at university book exchange yep ube on fridays this year at 12 noon and then uh, again a reminder jeff barber the Director of Athletics at Charleston Southern, a Greenville native, J.H. Rose graduate, ECU graduate. He will be with me tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll also repeat that interview clip tomorrow night at 6 o'clock as well. So uh, I think you'll really enjoy hearing from Jeff. We talked about what it was like to grow up in Greenville in the 60s and the 70s when he was here and going through college and being at ECU and then getting started, of course, uh, in his college athletic administration career and a lot of folks probably don't know this, but Jeff also has a background in professional baseball, and so we'll talk about that as well. So I think I think longtime Pirate fans especially will enjoy hearing from Jeff Barber tonight. No doubt about it. Jeff, thank you for joining us. We'll hear from you at 6 again on Friday, and we'll talk to you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate voice. Appreciate you joining us. Okay, Cliff. Thank you so much. A visit with The Voice on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk to another voice, the voice of the Down East Wood Ducks. Matt Davis will join us to talk about uh, game one of the championship series last night as the Woodies fell to the Charleston River Dogs. Game two coming up tonight, weather permitting. We'll uh, get a weather update in Kinston and talk to Matt Davis when we return to wrap up hour number one of Pirate Radio Live after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Shirley Rhodes letting the beat drop here on a Wednesday edition. You, you know how to do it on a hump day. Let the beat drop. Chandler, uh, Panthers injury news for Thursday night. Oh, no. Yetour? Yetour Gross Motos. Gross Motos uh, will not be playing Thursday night. Yeah. Against the Texans. That's a bummer, but hopefully we'll get him back we'll see next if, week. See if you need him against the Texans. Panthers trying to get 2 3 and 0. Well, we still got Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. All right. You got some parts there, no doubt. All right. Uh, as we look outside the Pirate Radio studios right now, it is not currently raining, uh, but it has been a wet day here in eastern North Carolina. We'll get a weather report and a baseball report in Kinston, North Carolina. Game two of the championship series scheduled to go tonight between the Down East Wood Ducks and the Charleston River Dogs. And uh, Matt Davis is the play by play voice of the Woodies. He joins us once again on Pirate Radio Live. Matt, how you doing today, man? 
good, Cliff. It's been a while. What happened? I, I missed you guys. It's been a while since I last talked to you guys. Well, Matt, football started and uh, got a bit sidetracked, so <laughs> my apologies. Uh, but we appreciate all the chats we had with you during the summer, and uh, thanks for coming on now. We heard you uh, earlier in the week on the Brian Bailey Show. Matt, give us a, a, well, give us a, a prediction, I guess. Are you going to be calling some baseball tonight at Granger Stadium? Is the weather going to hold off for you guys? We've been staring at the radar for the last 48 hours. We were staring at it. Honestly, we were doing weather reports Monday, yesterday, today. We knew we were going to get yesterday in. We were nervous about today. Uh, but from the latest, you know, wave of text messages in our group chat, it uh, looks like the rain's going to stop at 545, and we should be good for a 7 o'clock first pitch with no issues. That is great. And uh, last night in Granger Stadium, the Woodies fell to Charleston 4-2. to two. So game two coming up tonight. This is a best-of-five series. The series will move to Charleston after tonight. So this will be the last opportunity for you to go out and see the Woodies. We talked to Wade Howe earlier in the week on the show, Matt, and tickets are $12 if you order ahead, $10. So an affordable night to see some uh, some championship baseball going on at Granger Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I think that any anybody that's seen the Wood Ducks play at home this season knows that, you know, this is a really great team coached by a, an unbelievable coaching staff with a manager in Carlos Cardoza, Steve Mintz, who's been in Downey since the inaugural season in 2017. Uh, Eric Dorton, the hitting coach. I mean, these guys come prepared every day to play, and it wasn't any different last night. It was in a tremendous game and a 4-2. It was a lot. It was, the score describes how the game was played. It was very close. And it was kind of a nail-biter all the way from first pitch to final out in three hours and two minutes <laughs> on the air. Yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a game last night at Granger Stadium. Man, when we talk minor league baseball, everybody is trying to get themselves individually better so they can make it uh, you know, up the ranks in minor league and eventually make it to the show in major league baseball. But when you come down the stretch uh, of a season and you got an opportunity to win a championship and these guys have been together for so long, the uh, the core of players on this team, does it all? Does it feel any different to you calling these games, watching these games, that now not only are these guys playing to individually get better and to get noticed by the Rangers organization, but they want to win a championship. Does it become more of a almost a team sport when you get down to this point in the season? You know, it's it's always a team sport. You know, I think that um, it's from you know opening day until the final game of the season. No matter what, you're always trying to develop. Uh, so naturally. Things happen in the ebbs and flows of a regular minor league season. You have guys go up, you have guys go down, you have guys uh, promoted to your team. Uh, so I think that, you know, it's been nice to have a core group of guys here that have been from start to finish. But, you know, me as a broadcaster, this is my third season, fourth year in minor league baseball. And it's just a real good sight to see for me to see these guys growing and to see them kind of, this is not the same team from what I saw back in May. They have grown in so many different ways, um, and it's just nice to see that on the field. And, you know, I, I, I see it every day with these guys showing up and working as hard as they do um, that these guys all have gotten better. And I, I walk in the clubhouse now, and I know that these guys not only want to win a – these guys want to win a championship. And, it, it, you know, before it was trying to grow and develop for the season, and they were like, I want to play for a championship if we have a championship this season. And yeah. now that we're here – uh, walking through the clubhouse for the last two days, there's a definite energy that you feel that 
these guys seriously want to win a championship, and that's nice to that's nice to to witness. That's pretty cool. Uh, some baseball going on tonight, weather permitting at Granger Stadium, seven o'clock as the Down East Wood Ducks take on Charleston. Game three is scheduled for Friday in Charleston, Saturday game four, and then if necessary, all those games uh, if necessary Sunday would be the game five, the finale. So uh, Matt, set up game two for us tonight. What does the uh, the pitching situation look like for the Woodies? Uh, it's not going to be easy for Down East. Um, they're going up against Seth Johnson, the right-hander who pitched last Wednesday, pitched five innings, allowed a run on five hits, gets his fastball upwards of 98 miles an hour. He complements that with an absolute dirty slider. Um, talked to our fourth coach today. He said if, he's, if Seth Johnson's slider is working, we're in trouble, um, which – you know, you hope as a Wood Duck fan, and I'm hoping as their broadcaster, that Seth Johnson does not have his slider tonight. Hopefully he left it in Charleston or huh. during the little break when they were deciding whether they were going to go to Salem or not. Hopefully he sent his slider to Salem accidentally. Um, but we've got on the mound the right-hander, John Matthews. Um, he, he's pitched relatively well. He's been very consistent with the Wood Ducks. Um, I enjoy watching him. He's very funky. He has two different arm slots that he throws from, and you never know when he's going to drop down and start throwing from his sidearm angle um but he's i mean i talked to carlos and he said that the first two guys uh collier and matthews are the two freshest arms in the rotation and that's why they're starting these first two games who are the uh the stars at the plate for uh fans that want to go out and see some championship baseball tonight who's been uh leading the way these last couple weeks who's going to be a factor tonight matt uh i'm going to throw out one name he's the first and only position player to win the player of the week for the Wood Ducks, it was Christian Enoa, who actually hit 500 against these Charleston River Dogs the last week of the season. Um, he hit a home run last night. Cody Freeman hit back-to-back with him. It's the first time that the Wood Ducks have gone back-to-back since July, and it's only the second time in 2021 that they've gone back-to-back in an inning. Um, but it's probably going to be much of the same lineup that we've seen. Luis Angel Acuna, Caber Rodriguez, Cody Freeman, Thomas Sejaci, um, you know, one through nine, if these batters get hot, we saw them take eight out of 12 against the Charleston River Dogs in 2021. Mm. Uh, they were four and two in Charleston in May. They were four and two at home to close out the season, which is why they've earned a place in this 2021 championship series. Um, but it's probably, I wouldn't lie to you, I'm not going to lie to you, I think it's going to be the same one through nine for most of this series with Acuna, Enoa, Jace Easley, the 2021 second-round pick for the Rangers, Aaron Zavala from Oregon. Um, probably flip, uh, flip-flop with the catchers, Xavier Valentin and Randy Florentino. Um, but one through nine, I think these guys are very dangerous if they can finally you know, click that fire that they found from last week. Should be a fun, uh, cool night for baseball coming up tonight in Kinston at Historic Granger Stadium, Game 2 of the championship series between the Down East Wood Ducks and the Charleston River Dogs. Matt Davis will be on the call for the Woodies. And, Matt, uh, this will be it for the uh, the Wood Ducks in the 2021 season. What uh, You started to plan for your offseason yet? What do you got cooking up these next few weeks? You know, it's actually kind of funny. Um <laughs> I had a family friend, and our moms have grown up across the street from each other since they were little. I've known this girl since we were in diapers. She's actually getting married on Saturday. <laughs> she called me two weeks ago because I haven't RSVP'd yet, and I kind of told her that I don't know. We're one game out from a playoff spot, and I'll probably be able to tell you the last day of the season. 
but who wants to hear six days before their wedding if a guest is coming or not? It's probably <laughs> not, it's not polite. Yeah. Um, you know, but me and her, me and her are family, and she said it doesn't matter if you tell me the day before. I want you there. And I actually called her from a broadcast while we were in a commercial break, and I gave her and her uh, soon-to-be husband a shout-out. They were listening, and uh, they really appreciated it. I said, I don't know if I'll be there, <laughs> but I hope you know that you know I love you both very much, and I'm looking forward to meeting him, and uh, you know, hope you guys are you know chanting Go Wood Ducks from Colorado. But There you go. Uh, honestly, it's probably just going to be winding down, you know, spending a lot more time with my dog, going fishing trips to the beach, um, you know, I probably might make a trip home to Fort Worth, Texas, and then back up to visit family in New York and New Jersey. Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm probably going to enjoy just relaxing, and I'll definitely be missing baseball. They go 600 days without it. Yeah. It seems like this season came and went at the snap of a finger. So I'm definitely going to miss this season very much. Well, Matt, we've uh, enjoyed your time here on Pirate Radio Live and joining us on Pirate Radio. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch. Maybe we'll talk some Bama football with you during the season, get you on the show uh, during the baseball offseason just to give you something to do. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm <laughs> tuning into my iPad and setting it up during Wood Ducks game. So I'll be calling the game and muting my iPad as Bama football plays. But uh, <laughs> there was a couple of calls in the middle of a Wood Ducks game that I was pumping my fist when something good for Alabama happened during the <laughs> Miami game. Somebody looked at me, they're like, it's just a single. I said, oh, no, I'm watching the Bama game, too. That's why I got <laughs> so excited. Multitasking. Good work there, uh, Matt. Matt Davis That's joining us. Matt, uh, have a great call tonight, man. Go Woodies, and hopefully they can uh, bring home a championship. Thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks, Cliff. I appreciate it and talk to you guys soon. All right. There is Matt Davis joining us on the Fixed NC live line. And speaking of Fixed NC, Mike Mullis is inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll uh, talk about Aaron Rodgers' performance on Monday Night Football. Are the Packers back? R-E-L-A-X. We'll ask him about Sam Darnold's performance on Sunday. We'll, uh, We'll let Chandler and Mully go at it. As they tend to do. He didn't do. He didn't do good. <laughs> don't even. Don't even say his name. He didn't. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, he joins us uh, to kick off hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout. Come back and have more for you after Shirley plays a song. Sorry, I didn't know. got lost in the sauce, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got lost there for a second. <laughs> We're back after the beat drop. This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, W224EI Greenville, WDLX Washington, and W281CH Washington. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? 
To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Welcome back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up later on this hour, we'll hear what DJ Ford and Miles Berry had to say to the media yesterday when they spoke about East Carolina's victory over Marshall and getting over that and getting ready for a Charleston Southern game coming up this Saturday as the Pirates return to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Also, Bryce Williams will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. He was uh, fired up Saturday night during ECU's win and Shane Calhoun getting involved. So, We'll talk to Bryce about that. It was a victory weekend. Mike Mullis' Packers uh, pulled out a win on Monday night. Trailing at halftime to the Lions, Mully, but then relax. The offense took over. Jared Goff can't play in the rain, apparently. Started fumbling the ball, and uh, all is right with the world. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they won. I mean, I, I, you sent off angry text early in the game. I, yeah, the defense was... T- terrible it was bad terrible in the first half and then actually i don't know how good a defense we played in the second half because the turnover opportunities are there so it's a win you know of course um i you know i don't know we'll see how this how this whole thing shakes out molly i gotta pay attention to pretty much every minute of every pirate game due to my duties on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show if not for that i probably would have flipped saturday night to see what else was on watch some other games did you give up on the Pirates the other night? Uh, I was doing both. I was flipping. Of course, it was easy because, you you know. It, you well, uh, yeah, we couldn't cons- flip Facebook. Yeah, you, consuming it through, uh, you know, your devices. So, anyway, I had that on the, on the iPad and kept up with it and then got, you know, wrapped up in some other games. And then it's kind of, eh, you know, third quarter, I was kind of, well, you know, it'll be a tough one. But I kept you know, looking back and then uh, was, was obviously extremely engaged for the uh, fourth quarter. Shocking, so. right? Yeah, I mean, you have to say so. ECU yeah. scored 19 week one, 17 week two. And 21 in the fourth. 21 in seven and a half minutes. Right. I, you know, yeah, it was um, it was obviously an exciting game. And I've I've heard so many folks liken it to the uh, Peach Bowl game. That's kind of been the, uh, the the comic comparison. So, yeah, it was a great game. Great win. And, uh, you know. Now I, what do you do with I, it, though? Uh, you go play this weekend. You got to, got to, got to. it's a yeah, Yesterday's home runs don't win tomorrow's game, so you got to, uh, you, you go play, uh, you go play this weekend. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, as Rick Smith says. Yeah, all those things are true. <laughs> Love a good cliche. Yeah, but Love I mean, it. I, you know, it's it's the truth. It is, it is. Uh, Pirates will take on Charleston Southern. Mully, uh, we talk a lot about fan attendance, and I think we talked to you about what a win over App State would do for the South Carolina game. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, how many butts were added to seats after that Marshall comeback? Because oh. folks said not only did ECU lose the home opener, they had bad experiences at Dowdy Ficklin. Yep. So how many? Uh, how many seats? A were tremendous added? number. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I don't think there's any question. And game time's good, and the weather's supposed to be nice. So all those things add up to uh, to a positive football experience. But I, yeah, I think obviously that win against Marshall man was. I think that's a difference in people driving from just for example Raleigh as opposed to not driving from Raleigh after a big win like that. So, uh, you know, and, and the easiest thing to do as Pirate fans, and we've all done it as, as long as as I can remember. You know, you look back and go, man, it'd been really cool if we'd beat south carolina right now you know two and one and then have a chance to go oh, three yeah. and one but um you know fifths and butts were 
Candy and nuts would be Christmas all year round. Another uh, Mully cliche. Another cliche. Mike Mullis joining us today inside the Pirate Radio studios. Remind me to talk Ryder Cup with you. I need oh, to yeah, know. man. I want to know what I need to know heading into that. Uh, we'll talk some baseball as well. Sticking with football. Uh, last week, I, I mean. Panthers played great. They did. Okay, and, good. And, I'm moving on. That's it? Yeah, good for them. <laughs> I mean. They're I, still not going to make the playoffs really no are the saints because no. you loved the saints last week saints were world well, saints, last week. And how, how many how many men were the saints down I mean, like seven coaches or something how many how many fine men were they down they were last down. week they were down they go were down ahead, like now, one go player. ahead chandler no i did i did tell you off the air yesterday about my negative side my negative thinking we i mean we played a terrible jets team that's going to be terrible for years to come we played a Saints team that was, you know, I think a lot of their coaching staff was gone. Yeah. They had some the players out with COVID. Uh, we have an easy streak going here with tomorrow night with the Texans, poor David Culley. Yeah, they don't We played the Falcons. The Falcons are terrible. So, it's like the Panthers are set up to win, and but we're doing what we're supposed to do, and that's no, you win can, the football look, game. You can well, only, as I told you, when you told me that, the losses will come. Don't worry. Oh, I know. You, know, yeah, you can only happen. beat who you're playing. And that, yeah. they, but they, and that may be the reason they do make the playoffs somehow back into it is because they're, they're they get so, to play the Falcons twice. They're so front-end loaded with pansies. So, I mean, it's... Pansies? You know, it's, yeah. It, it, uh, but I... We'll see, man. I, I, I'm not an anti-Panthers guy. I just uh, it's just more fun to pick at Chandler. You're more anti-me and Chandler guy. I wouldn't. Don't 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 welcome yourself to Mona Chandler's party. Oh, okay. I, I We're apologize. having fun up in here now. You guys, you don't are, know the password. All right, my bad, my bad. Mike uh, is asking why is Mike Mullis uh, holding a football? I just, you know what? I, why not? Oh, good answer. I mean, it was here. Mike also follows that up with is holding a football supposed to be funny. I, it depends if you laugh at it or not, I guess. <laughs> How about if I... Well, no. Yeah, no, it's not... If you throw it and hit me in the head, yeah, is that no, what you're going to say? That might be comical. God. Chandler, what do you think? Should I hit him in the head? No. Go for it. I like how the uh, the vibes have switched this week. Now you're against me. <laughs> I'll see if I can take it two on one. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome uh, to my world. Yeah. So, Molly... No, uh, I did. Like Last week, I felt bad. Like I, I left, and I told Shirley when uh, you guys were having a conference, a little bit ago, I... I said, you know, I, I felt a little bad. I almost wore a, uh, a a a Panthers hat and a Pirates T-shirt just to win Chandler back and let him know that it's okay. No, you're you showing the tough love like I you still love me. you, Molly. Okay, you show me that. Sometimes. I do. I mean, you know, you're tough. You're tough to crack, Molly. I I, I do feel like I'm becoming a little more uh, curmudgeonly lately. Like I'm like I. Nah, do. it's always been the same. Has it always been the same? Okay. <laughs> nah, uh, you, you always had it. Well uh three run homer for austin meadows who is the first raised player with 100 rbis since oh God. a former uh, third baseman wade boggs <laughs> no you're you're going back too far he did play for the Rays. he did play for the Rays. uh evan longoria okay. was the player i was All looking right. for i saw that stat the other day uh let's get into let's take a time out we'll come back we'll do some mlb uh playoff races we will do some Ryder cup and uh, talk more Molly when sure. we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. See, this is dumb. I, I like talking NFL week to week, but... Oh, yeah, what do we got? Fan-sided. I don't know what that is. Uh, Derek Carr is not getting any love as a serious MVP candidate. It's two games in. It is week Come two on, heading into week three. Come on. Can you not just say Derek Carr is having a great... Like, had a great two weeks. Raiders are 2-0. and Who... I, MVP candidate? Why did you even bring that up? That's just that's ridiculous. Because I feel like you weren't mad enough today. Okay, that's stupid. You got to get you mad about something. I wish I had an article about Sam Darnold uh, on the same topic, but unfortunately I don't. Mully, uh, the Blue Jays are in a playoff race. Yankees fans probably tuned into this one, scoreboard watching, because right now the Red Sox would be the first wild card in the American League. The Blue Jays would play them in the wild card game and the yankees right there behind them i think a half game back of the blue jays so it's the al east teams battling right now boston has won six in a row when uh they really needed to of course the blue jays have been on a uh great streak here late in the season but how closely uh you following what's going on right now in these wild card races? i mean keep it up with it i, I, I again we talked about it before I, I the blue jays are awfully fun to watch and um you know keeping up with it but i it, it's it it it, it will continue to tighten for the next couple of weeks, and then it'll be uh, very, very interesting, I think, coming down to the wire. The Yankees are scuffling. Uh, you know, the Red Sox are ridiculously bad statistically, but still finding a way to hang on. It, it's, you know, and what's funny to me is there already is the conversation about a potential lockout in December, hmm. and, you know, t- t- they'll shut it down until going back to spring training. And again, just as I'm starting to <laughs> kind of warm back up to Major League Baseball, now they're talking about going on strike due to renegotiation. And I, it's just so, I don't know, it's ridiculous. They, they, I don't even think they realize how fragile their product is right now. Like it is just getting blasted by the NFL, the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, and there's, the last thing they need to do is alienate the core fans that are still hanging That they on. have left. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. That is a uh, that's a good point. Braves uh, up three games over the Phillies. The Phillies playing the Orioles. Braves playing the Diamondbacks. So uh, both of those teams got wins last. Yeah, time. Phillies in a little better spot than they were last time we spoke. They were uh, they really scuffled two weeks ago, but uh, you know they they've kind of got it figured out again. This this thing's all about who gets hot right now, and obviously you've had to do what you you know what you needed to do to be in a position to be a postseason team. But anybody can get hot, and I, I again, it wouldn't surprise me in the least to see a team like the Blue Jays just catch fire and blaze all the way through this thing. I think that's possible, especially in the American League with the Astros, the White Sox, and the Rays. That's right. But 
on the national league side of things i mean even though the dodgers aren't in first they're one game back at the giants it still feels like it all runs through la like the braves i think could probably play a decent series with the brewers that would be their first round matchup but they're not going to beat the dodgers i'm fascinated to see what the giants do in the postseason like is this just a a crazy abnormal regular season they've had and it ends in a whimper in the postseason or do they make it but you know what it's it's all sports to me are so much less predictable and even projectable than they have been before i mean i you know we've obviously there's the 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 wild card factor of having everybody healthy to even participate in the games or postseason series and the dodgers man you know they've they've had a propensity to kind of lay an egg uh you know in big situations late so obviously they've won it as well so i mean you know who knows i, I, I you know did they uh are they a legitimate world series champion in a covid I, year i, I shortened covid year I, it, that's up to you just i mean that, that, i think that's up to whoever's listening to this to decide for themselves if they're a dodgers fan they're going absolutely right but you know it's I mean, again, you can only you know win the games you're allowed to play. They know, are, uh, but it's something that it's if they lose this year, you'll hear people say, "Well, they still haven't won." No, that's right. A 162 regular season, uh, and I would agree with that. With fans, and I would that. agree with that. I mean, if you look at what the the bar that has been set historically is 162 games, and you fight your way through the whole thing, and then the winner comes out the end, they didn't do that. Uh, so I, I would say it takes a little bit of shine off the penny, but at the same time, uh, they got the rings and the bonuses and everything that goes along with being a you know World Series champ. All right, Molly, let's talk uh, Ryder Cup because Man. I'm you know football Braves a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, why should I be jacked up for this Ryder Cup coming up this week? Hey, look, man, and I, I love it anyway, but the coverage has been uh, really gotten me fired up because the fans are already raucous out there, you know, and it's, uh, let's face it, being in Wisconsin, that's a crowd that's not afraid to uh, bend the elbow with the cold beer at the other end of the of the arm. So I, I, they, um, I, I do think it was kind of cool. The, the European team came out today in green and gold with Cheesehead deals on for their practice round uh. and threw out Cheesehead. So they're... They're uh, trying to get some fans. Well, and you know what? What kind of makes me go? Okay, well, that. Why didn't the U.S. do that? Why? Why didn't the U.S. You know, kind of pander to the to the Green Bay fans in Wisconsin and uh, make this thing into a football atmosphere? But now uh, the Europeans have done that. Maybe that takes a little bit of the edge off. Maybe I, you know I don't know, but um, I I, uh, I think the weather's going to be a, a huge consideration. There's you know, some concern about the kind of up and down winds and different things and. Um, you know, it, when you look at it on paperclip, it's a no-brainer. Uh, when you look at ranked players, when you look at all those things that um, we, we have more top 10, we have all these things, we being the U.S., uh, the European team, it, it still just seems like big brothers coming to our backyard to – you know to kick us around because that's the way it's it's been as of late so i don't know a lot of a lot of interesting storylines of course they you know such a big deal is being made out of kepka and dechambeau and um you know they they apparently uh staged or not staged met on the range the other day and or it, it, yeah they, they now dechambeau came out and said they'd had dinner and done whatever and they, they're in great you know great place and everything's good uh but they they did a um a kind of a public uh, shaking hands or whatever on the range and you kind of you know you good yeah you good yeah pat each other on the back and and then of course pga of america couldn't wait to get it out all right so this is, begins friday 8 a.m yeah. golf channel and peacock saturday 8 a.m golf channel peacock sunday 12 p.m to 6 on nbc and peacock can you explain to me the format so they have like foursome and four ball matches it says for friday 
Saturday and then single matches Sunday. Can you help me out? Yeah, so obviously let's go backwards. The single matches are self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the four ball matches are four players. So there could be there would be an alternate shot in a best ball is basically what it, what it boils down to. But you have four competitors in the group. Two and two? Correct. Okay. And each side chooses the two they want Correct. together. And they do it. They do it like a, a kind of a snake draft the way they pick it. I'm sure there's somebody who can do a better job explaining this. But like you, uh, it's like doing a fantasy draft. You know, you pick, I pick, you, you, and then it doubles. So you pick, I pick two. You pick whatever. I mean, it's and I guess they it don't matters, do it like right? the, the, like the Presidents Cup. They go here's who we're sending. You know, here's our team. Here's how okay. we're sending it out. They do it a little bit different with the Ryder Cup. And I get. I, I guess it matters because I have seen in the past people be critical, like, "Well, why did you pair these two up instead of these two? Yeah, does it matter? I mean, do you can you really? Yeah, I mean, get you, into the it, weeds it, with all that. Like, and, and and I would even ask the same thing when you have guys that are this elite and this close to being. Why uh, does it matter? Right? But but you know, guys hit the ball further, and and some guys are maybe better escape. You know, escaping trouble. Some one guy may put a little bit better. So when you're looking at the the alternate shot deal, that's probably. Uh, I, I would think you'd want to be careful with that, um, but you're right. I think it's personalities and and some comfort and that type of thing is is would be in my yeah. mind's eye more important than trying to match skill sets. And is it bad as an American that if you give me the option of like this weird Bryson Brooks meltdown thing happening or an American victory, I would choose the former. You, what, you would rather see them getting a fight on the golf course or something? Definitely by far yeah that's ter- that that, I, would, that is bad that would be that would be a little more than embarrassing okay um and that ain't gonna happen so i know, you can get not, over that it's not I'm, I'm over it already i mean if you if, if that's the one thing you're hoping to take away from the Ryder cup please don't even bother to watch it <laughs> all right well i'm not okay good be watching football and uh and other things uh so yeah that's coming up this week i'll tune in i need to get in the pool you in a pool can i get in no i'm not in a pool that means you're in one. No, I'm not in the pool. I mean, what would I bet on? That means he's in two. What would I do? Would I would I bet against the U.S.? No, you like pick a golfer or something. See, you're you're trying to make stuff up just for a reason to gamble to have an interest. Don't watch it. It's fine. I'll tell you about it. All right, tell me about it next week. Yeah, tell me what I missed. Chandler, you into it? You're a bit of a wow. Quick shake Whoa. of the head for Chandler. Whoa. Are you talking about a pool? No, a Ryder Cup. Are oh, you into yeah, the yeah, Ryder yeah. Cup? Yeah. Okay. I'm not in the pool stuff. <laughs> What is wrong with you people? The water is not fine. All right. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. Ryder Cup coming up this weekend. Uh, Molly, what else you got going on? Oh, man. I mean, that's enough. You, It's it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful weather weekend. Lots of football. And I mean, it, it's, you know, it's a great time of the year. Football, baseball, Ryder Cup. You get a little ESPN Plus 6 o'clock Saturday night, and you'll uh, have the end of Saturday's event in the Ryder Cup. So. Yep. And, and you know the the Ryder Cup is they're going they're going to show it around the clock on Golf Channel. I mean it's yeah it, it is it's one of my favorite events and would be a bucket list uh, sporting event that I would like to attend uh, at some point. And it's you know it's different that the um, the kind of the the in a traditional golf tournament or especially at a major everybody wants to be at number eighteen to watch the finish. Well, in the Ryder Cup, they want to be on number one because it turns into just like uh, like a football atmosphere when they you know come through. They're going to introduce the players through a tunnel, 
and when they come out you know that they'll you know they'll they'll get them kind of pumped up and you know there's been some uh unbelievable scenes there boo weekly i think it was like in 08 weekly uh you know he he rides his driver like a stallion off the first tee and uh you know so there's a little more like junk talk and oh yeah yeah no it's a lot lot more animation than you normally get out of these guys there's there's some passion and there yeah no they'll they'll um there'll be some fire molly thanks for joining us yes sir speaking of fire or damage if you have damage you can call oh. 999 wow that was uh channel that was smoking won't it that was smoking smoking call him smoking. first and uh he'll also talk uh football with you if you call him oh yeah whatever you charge by the minute you should do it like one of those uh old uh the, thanks yeah. for coming yeah by. yeah it's good to see you thank you <laughs> thank you for stopping yourself there <laughs> When we return, we'll hear from some Pirates defensive players. DJ Ford and Miles Berry came up big at the end of that game. Uh, No points scored by Marshall in the fourth. Helped the Pirates come back and win that game on Saturday night. We'll hear from those guys when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This is Coach Gary Overton, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by select bank and trust banking is banking until the service is not the same wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs can make local decisions and cares about you the customer try select bank and trust bank local bank select selectbank.com now back to the show welcome back town insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. A lot of football talk on the way. The remainder of our show, Bryce Williams joins us at 5 o'clock to give his thoughts on East Carolina Marshall and look ahead to Charleston Southern. We'll hear some Mike Houston comments maybe uh, in this segment, but definitely in the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, let's hear from a couple of Pirate players that caught up with the media yesterday following Mike Houston's weekly press conference. And We'll start with Miles Berry, and uh, man, what a uh, what a week and a half for for that young man. Went through the tragic loss of his father. Decided he wanted to play with his brothers, with his pirate teammates, and uh, play in that game on Saturday night. He had seven tackles, and the Pirates come away with a win, and he gets a game ball after the game. And uh, glad he can have some happy moments, and what I'm sure has been a just a, a terrible week for him and his family, but. He uh, spoke with the media yesterday uh, about the uh, emotions and what the last uh, couple weeks have been like for him. Here's Miles Berry with the East Carolina uh, Greenville media yesterday. I've done so much to get to the point where I am, and he didn't want me to stop. So I knew I had to play. You know, I, I just it felt right in my heart, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I was there just to uh, lead the defense and, and just be there with my teammates to get that win. For it to lead the defense, to close it out and make the final play, like, is that kind of fitting, you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, Mac made a – we, we were nervous, you know, going, I was nervous going into that last minute. You know, I just knew that it was all going to come down on us. And when, you know, when Mac made that last interception, it was just, it was a relief and it was a, it was a great play. And, 
And I think that was the statement of kind of how my week has been and, and just a statement win. And it was special. What was the balance like, I guess? Like, did, did you miss any practice time or, you know, kind of go back and forth? What was it like maybe – you know, managing the off-the-field mm-hmm. stuff with, with trying to prepare for a game. Yeah, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. But um, I practiced Tuesday and Thursday, and then my dad passed Wednesday night um, around 1 a.m. So I missed that Thursday, you know. But um, So I took a day just to myself. And Friday I was back back um, in the stadium, and, and then I was just getting all the corrections, making sure I was fine-tuned on, you know, the um, – the the game plan for Saturday but uh, it was a lot I did definitely had to compartmentalize everything you know to be totally focused on the game how special was it for coach Houston to give you the game ball uh it was it was it was very special to me you know it was monumental I didn't know he was going to do that you know so I was definitely surprised but um I just special is really the word I keep using you know because like I said I was one of the toughest weeks of my life you know and just being able to get the win get it with my teammates and then be awarded that game ball, you know, for my dad and, you know, for the win was just, was just great to me, yeah. This team has shown a lot of maturity level as yes, you've gone through some adversity early in the season. Uh, talk about where this team is at this moment as you head into Saturday's game. Uh, like you said, we are mature. You know, this is a very veteran team. We have some young guys that are playing very big, but at the end of the day, we have a lot of older guys also. And, um, you know, coming off that heartbreaker loss from South Carolina, we really – you know, we were just like, we know what we need to do. We know what we need to fix, and we're going to get it done. So that's kind of the how we're operating as a unit and as a team. It's just I uh, know what we have to do and being focused and getting the job done. As far as the game ball, the er- any early thoughts about what you like want to do with it or where you uh, <laughs> Right now it's in uh, the living room of my house. Um, so I just have it kind of sitting right beside the TV. Uh, but I'm going to definitely get a plaque for it. And um, like a nice, something very nice, uh, see through, so I can always be in remembrance of that. And I'm gonna definitely put it somewhere special uh, in the in the days to come. Uh, but for now, it's gonna be you know right there in my living room. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the response after that from your teammates? Mm-hmm. What that moment was like? Uh, definitely a lot of hugs, a lot of support, a lot of I love yous. You know, just. My teammates, uh, I had a lot of people that Thursday that I missed practice, I had a lot of teammates come by the house and uh, just come sit with me, laugh with me. And uh, that was that that meant the world to me, you know, because I was feeling feeling very alone. So when they came and, you know, it was that support for me that that helped me get through. So after I was awarded the game ball, they it was just a reciprocation of that, you know, and uh, it meant the world to me. That's one of those things like. The difference between a win and a loss there, mm-hmm. I'm sure. You know, like, yeah. if you maybe would have got it after a loss, a tough yeah. loss. I mean, the fact that y'all did win in that yeah. fashion, how much did that just add to the moment? I, I just think it, it was just a, a summary of, of the week, and it was just a – you know, just especially being down, you know, just being down going at the going into the half, being down 17 and then causing that shutout uh, on defense and then the offense scoring and then getting that victory. It was – it just – it was special, you know, and it, it, it was a summary of just the whole day, the whole week, and everything that we've been going through. Yeah. So, 
So uh, the defense did allow a lot of points, uh, a lot mm -hmm. of yards. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. But you did hold them under their average scoring per game. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you improve? You did, you know, do good. But how do you improve on a lot, some of those yards allowed? I really just limit mistakes. Uh, there was a lot of uh, mistakes and mental errors and a lot of missed tackles. So this week we're really focusing on tackling, getting our feet to contact. Um, so those big plays won't happen, you know, and being very gap sound. Um, in our schemes, and I think that'll also limit the yardage and those explosive plays that were had Saturday. Ali was one of the better running backs you're going to face this year. Mm -hmm. Talk about how he compares to some of the other guys that you've seen. Uh, he was a, yeah, he was a, he's a very great running back. Um, I wish the best of him for this season. Um, he definitely uh, was definitely on the same level as the backs from South Carolina and the backs from App. So, um, yeah, that was just – you know, he's, he's a good back. He's on scholarship also, but uh, we just have to do do our job and, like I said, being gap sound and, and tackling. You know, we just have to be better at tackling. As a leader on this team, obviously you got a team that's coming in here you guys will be favored against. How do you turn the tape? Because you've been underdogs most of the season yeah. so far. How do you turn that tape? Yeah, um, I know on paper, you know, we're, we're supposed to be the dominant team, but what I'm just telling my defense, what I'm telling my team is just don't underestimate anybody. You know, anybody can be beat. Uh, this year alone, it's been a lot of more FCS teams being FBS teams that we've seen um, for a lot of years now. So, you know, just stay focused, know the job that we need to do and, and get the job done and don't underestimate anybody. You ready to be back in Dowdy Pickman oh, Stadium? Oh, most definitely. I'm ready to get rowdy and dowdy. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, a very mature young man there, Miles Berry, going through a lot. And uh, Jeff Charles talked about him back in hour number one said uh that kid is the real deal and uh great to hear him talk and uh hear him in in positive spirits uh after what he's gone through in his personal life but uh able to get a win with his guys on saturday get the game ball he's got it uh sitting he said in his living room right now so pretty awesome stuff there from miles berry yeah not just to play in the game and help the team get the win but to take questions from the media knowing that he was going to get questions asked about his dad yeah just kind of shows you the character of miles berry charlie before we get to dj ford i want to hear uh mike houston seven because he was asked about miles berry uh tuesday at the press conference and here is what mike houston said you know everybody knows it's been, it was a tough week last week it's been a tough couple of weeks uh it's a tough week this week for for miles berry and his family um and certainly you know the thing that he was adamant about uh, all throughout the last couple of weeks was his dad wanted him to play uh and he wanted to play he wanted to be with his teammates he wanted to make the trip with them you know, he, he didn't want to come up later he wanted to be on the flight going up there uh, he wanted to play in the ball game and I think you know I think it says a lot about him that he was able to handle it from a maturity standpoint and from a, a mental standpoint but I also think it says a lot about the culture inside of our locker room that that's that's the place that he feels the safest and the, and the most supported and you know like I said I, you know it just happened you know he's FaceTiming with his mom and I came around to talk to him and just seeing her face and the joy on her face um, because I've, I've been through it you know it's two years ago last week that I lost my dad so um, you know it's it's a tough time for him right now and you you know he's going to need he's going to need all of us you know this week he's going to need all of us for the next two months because it's uh you know we've all been through that that process 
All right, there's Mike Houston talking about Pirates linebacker Miles Berry, what he's gone through, and uh, how they are rallying around him right now. And, uh, man, it made it even more sweeter that the Pirates could get a victory on Saturday night and Miles could get the game ball. Let's uh, hear from another defender now. DJ Ford nearly iced the game with an interception, made a nice play coming over, knocked it down, had the ball uh, in his hands, probably should have had a pick on that play he was frustrated after it but jaquan mcmillan able to to get a pick a couple plays later to seal the deal there saturday night in huntington here's what dj ford had to say on tuesday uh, it was everything i expected you know <laughs> uh the guys were fired up we we had a lot of fun in that game um especially in the end the win the way that we did like that's the kind of moments that you dream of as a kid you know when you're six seven years old talking with your buddies throwing the ball around the backyard that's exactly what you talk about you know so it felt good to, to get the W. Can you address the confidence level of this team moving into this week a little bit? Oh, yes, sir. Um, I think our confidence level has been steadily increasing since we get the beginning of the season. Excuse me. Um, after the App State game, obviously, it didn't turn out the way that we liked. Um, coming into the South Carolina game, guys were laser-focused, uh, determined to get the W. You know what I'm saying? We worked extremely hard, fell short, but guys were not deterred by that. You know what I'm saying? Going into the next week, we were focused on Marshall. We weren't living in the past with the South Carolina game. Like All of our focus was on Marshall and what we were going to do to win that game. And so for us to come out and win that game was extremely big, extremely important for us moving forward. And now it's on to the next. What's it going to be like when you guys get back at home? Because obviously the home crowd, a lot of those guys, most of the people didn't get a chance to go to Huntington. But you know, they all watched, on, even on Facebook. But still, yes, I mean, they'll be fired up on Saturday, won't they? Oh, yes, sir. Um, we're extremely excited to be back at home in front of our own uh, fan base. Uh, there's nothing like Pirate Nation, you know. Uh, the guys showed up. Everyone came out and supported us fully versus South Carolina. So we expect nothing less versus Charleston Southern. How did the offense and defense feed off each other in that fourth quarter with you guys taking the ball away and, and then scoring touchdowns? Oh, yeah. Um, we definitely fed off of each other. Um, I know whenever the offense was on the field, guys were standing up. There wasn't a whole lot of guys sitting down, you know what I'm saying, resting. Like, everyone's extremely into the game. Everyone's extremely involved. When the offense was coming off the field, we were, you know what I'm saying, shaking hands, dapping them up, good job, great job. We're about to get you the ball back. Um, you know, we're going to win this game. Like, there was zero doubt on our sideline the entire game. You guys are one of the top teams in the country right now in takeaways. Coach Harrell talked about how important that is to your defense. Is that do you see that you guys that's a focus for you guys? Oh yes sir for sure. Coach Harrell harps on that daily. That's something that we focus on as a unit. Um, in the safeties room, that's something we focus on as a defense. And so it shows up in practice and it shows up in the games. So that's why we practice the way we practice. Regardless of the points this week do you guys feel like you kind of played at the level you played at against South Carolina, even though they got more points against you this time? Um, yes, yeah, sir. I, I still feel like we came out with the same intensity. I feel like they made a few plays here and there, and um, a couple of them on us. A couple of them were just, I guess, you what you would call unlucky plays where ball gets tipped, falls into another receiver's hands right in stride, things like that. But we overcame that adversity, and we just kept playing ball the way that we know how. After week one, Coach Harrell said you guys are not doing a good job getting downhill and making tackles. How have you guys improved on that these past two weeks? Um, we've focused a lot on our trigger. So in the beginning of the play, we get our read steps and everything like that. And whenever our key tells us to go, we go full speed. And that's something that we've done a good job of. Um, might have slacked off a little bit this past week at times. And that's going to be something we focus on this week as we get ready for Charleston Southern. 
DJ Ford, Pirate Safety, uh, nearly had a game-sealing pick on Saturday night. Instead, it was uh, his running mate in the secondary, Jaquan McMillan, that pulled it down at the one-yard line. Pirates able to run out the clock and escape Marshall with a come-from-behind victory. And now it's time to make it two in a row as ECU takes on Charleston Southern this Saturday. Mike Houston has not had great success against the Buccaneers. Uh, in fact, he uh, was asked about it. It was cut 11, Shirley, uh, and he briefly uh, talked about uh, Charleston Southern and playing them when he was at the Citadel. <laughs> well, I've, I've got some history with him, so yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I, got a, I got a text from the head coach at the Citadel uh, uh, yesterday, so uh, he'd like to see us win this game also. 0-3 is Mike Houston against this team. So he's uh, Mike Houston going to take out some hopefully personal anger uh, that he's got for the Bucks on Saturday. Uh, we'll hear, uh, let's hear another couple of Mike Houston comments before we take a break and get to five o'clock and to Bryce Williams. Uh, and we'll, we'll play this one for Bryce too, but Mike Houston was asked about Shane Calhoun's big performance. Also uh, the big uh, game for Shane Calhoun's cut too, Shirley, as he talked about his tight ends. Well, I mean, I, I, I said it during preseason camp, I really like our room there. It's one that we've worked very hard to build over the last couple of years. Um, you know, so it's, it's something that's important in our offense. And it was, you know, there, there wasn't uh, anything there, you know, really positionally when we got here. So, um, you know, Shane, I said during preseason camp, I think he's got a chance to be, you know, really special because he can do everything. Uh, you know, he hadn't been healthy. Uh, here early in the season so you know really last week's probably the first time he's been at full speed and uh, you know, I think that showed uh, I think that uh, you know some of the matchups that uh, that we got Saturday night and then uh, you know Donnie did a good job of uh, you know putting us in situations and Holton and Shane executed to where we could take advantage of those matchups but you know I like the other guys in that room too I thought Zach Bird had a solid game blocking uh, you know, Aaron Jarman was in there a good bit, uh, special teams and blocking, and, and Ryan Jones continues to develop there too. So I think we've got a really good room right there. All right, there is Mike Houston talking about the tight end room. We'll uh, talk more about that with Bryce Williams coming up at 5 o'clock. So Shirley Rhodes now, I believe, has gone back-to-back with the fantasy winners since uh, we're, we're doing something new this year. We're playing Make It, Take It. I took Keaton Mitchell week one. I won. I've actually had him every week uh shirley went sneed week two and he won so she got sneed week three and he threw a touchdown he caught a touchdown uh did it all chandler still looking for a ween yes in 2021 and see you know quarterbacks and shirley knows her ecu football players what do you know nothing (laughs) (laughs) not a damn thing well long snapping (laughs) <laughs> that's who my pick's gonna be next time by the way we haven't asked you uh yet this year how's the snapping gone for east carolina snapping's looking great i've noticed that uh slade roy uh started off that's with not a real person what's the name slade roy slade roy is, it, is slade? it just one name like madonna i think it's slade roy slade roy slade then roy slade roy slade roy slade roy the slade roy do you want me to give my long snapping stuff? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he started off uh, as the punt team snapper. Liam Crowley was the short st- uh, short snap snapper. And as the as the uh, season has come along, I've noticed that Roy 
Am I right? I mean, you're right, but you're my specialist. You're supposed to have the info. Now I got. We finally found out what Steven Igo knows because he doesn't know quarterbacks. He knows long snappers. He said Spade Roy. No. <laughs> All right, maybe he doesn't know. Spade Roy is the second highest graded special teams player for ECU through two games per Pro Football Focus through three games. Slade Roy. Slade Roy. All right. Second highest graded special teamer on ECU through three games. There you go. Getting the job done, Chan Man. Getting the job done. He's putting it right on the right hip where he needs to. How has John Young, John Young been able to punt so well this year? He's getting good snaps. He's getting the snap back there quick. He's having plenty of time to get it off, to have that plant foot plant right, and get that launch angle. Correct. I've got to call him Spade Roy, though, from now on. Spade the Roy. The ace of call spades. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> you know, folks? Call a slate a spade. <laughs> it's time to call a slate a spade and just say it. Slade Roy is our MVP this year. Absolutely. AKA the, and there for the, first the two ace ga- of spades. For the first two games, it was a specialist. It was John Young, our MVP so far. And maybe you can say that it was Slade the Spade Roy. <laughs> Spade Roy is my guy now. I'm going to, I promise to I pay more. he's a true freshman. I'm going to pray, pay, pray more. I'm going to pray more. Because we all need to pray more. Pray. And then I'm going to pay more attention to, to Slade Roy. To, to the Ace of Spades coming up Saturday on those snaps. The Ace of Slade. Hopefully we won't be uh punting that much against Charleston Southern. All right. You never know where the conversation will go here on Pirate Radio Live. Um and look, a lot of times these guys don't get a lot of credit, so we gotta give credit where credit is due. That's call us exactly right. Call a slate a spade. Call a slate a spade. <laughs> i like that all right let's take a time out we'll come back hour three of pirate radio live bryce williams will be in here i gotta show him my uh show him my new tires new uh new shoes on the whip new shoes on the whip all right hey call a slate of spade baby yeah uh he came in here one day i think it was a couple weeks ago oh that's right yeah he said but he said you need some new tires man I said, you're about the third or fourth person to tell me that in the past, like, two weeks. So I went and got new tires. There you go. We'll we'll do that off the air. We'll talk to Bryce uh, about some pirate football. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll talk Spade Roy. All that coming up. Hour three on Pirate Radio Live. And we'll make you a winner. We'll open up the booty bag. It's all ahead after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy. They also have cryotherapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. 
All righty, back with you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live, and it is great to have you on board, and it's great to have Bryce Williams here every week, but especially after a pirate uh, win, Bryce. Yes. You've been waiting on this Goodness one. Goodness gracious. Welcome back. Good to see you. And I know you were fired up Saturday night. Oh, man. Not just for the win, but ECU got a tight end involved. Dude. <laughs> Dude. I can talk about Shane now? Finally. We can add. You said... uh he looks good in that number 82 yeah right? it was great i was i was fired up when they started feeding him especially in the second half my oh, goodness I, well of course you know you can see my text thread with you <laughs> and uh yeah shane my gosh i was excited he did a heck of a job and you know the touchdown at the end of the half uh the end of the first half that was huge and all and the big conversion plays he had my goodness um he just he did great i mean i can ramble on and uh I was excited. He it was it was cool to see a tight end finally being utilized. It's been a long time. Um, so I can't believe Bryce that that was the first 100 yard game from a tight end since Carlos Crumpler Jr. in the early 90s. Yeah, because I was the most I ever had was like 95. So you got to the 90s. I got into the 90s. So uh, yeah, that was awesome. So he it was like exciting. And I mean, shoot, now we know what Shane can do, and well, you know when you know things are working out. So. This time might be on the rise for the old tight ends now. Yes, sir. Uh, we are, they are now a viable position uh, for the ECU football team in the passing game because Mike Houston did give compliments to Zach Bird, especially on that last block uh, where Rajay goes in for the go-ahead mm-hmm. touchdown. Yeah. Uh, he gave his tight ends credit for blocking. Yeah. We don't see all of that, mm-hmm. uh, and then we don't you know grade out the tight ends as far as blockers. All we yeah. see is a box score and who has catches so that's kind of on us but at the same time it's finally good to see uh a tight end get involved in a huge way in the passing game oh no doubt and then um obviously you know to utilize you know zach bird i mean obviously i'm every tight end wants catches but i mean if you're you know uh you know a viable part of you know blocking i mean to throw that extra you know blocker in there on the line um and to you know be productive at it you know that that's huge i mean that's gonna be huge for offense and in uh, numerous ways, so you know, knowing Zach Bird's doing his thing on the uh, with his hand in the ground is great. Bryce Williams joining us, Bryce. It certainly was a tale of two games with the offense's performance because you were critical, as everyone was there in the first half, yeah, and uh, and part of the second half about what they were doing, and then that that switch got flipped. Yes, and you've probably been in games like that where you're kind of trudging through the mud and then things you know just open up for you but yeah. that was pretty drastic i mean that, that <laughs> I, I said it earlier in the show ecu scored 19 week one against app state 17 week two against south carolina 21 in seven and a half minutes in yeah. the fourth quarter yeah I, <laughs> almost out of nowhere yeah. right uh yeah i think the, i texted you the first half didn't i i, oh, yeah. I think and uh golly yeah that was getting frustrated i could i mean we're just beating ourselves and like we were, we had seen. I feel like, and you know, that was part of the problem in the last two weeks was, you know, just beating ourselves, not taking advantage of our opportunities. Um, golly, and then all of a sudden, bam, it clicked, and I mean, we were rolling. And then obviously the and Sneed with his, you know, second touchdown pass, you know, in two games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And then you know, Holton, you know, I guess you know having awareness and you know dive. I think if he wouldn't have dove. Um, you know, for the you know for the goal line, I mean, he wouldn't have scored. Yeah. Um, so him, you know, being aware of you know having to dive and you know things like that is uh, was great. I mean, it was a it was like I said, it was just a great game to watch. Five, well, 
it was a great seven minutes. It was a long first, you know. You said uh, 8.28 p.m. They are frustrating to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said, is that our third sack? I said fifth time yeah. she's been sacked. Daggum. And then I said, it's a dang shame. And you said, you ain't kidding my neck. Did you mean, is that a phrase? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you ain't kidding and it's like my neck is almost like it's almost like another daggum chandler you're country fella you know what he's talking about there my neck i know that song my neck my back yeah. which yeah. uh let's which not should, go there yeah, yeah. um <laughs> my no, neck I, I have never heard that yeah. that's new it is it's another you know it's almost like another daggum like my neck you know is it okay? <laughs> Just my <laughs> neck. Yeah. So uh, that's like a West Hines. Uh, yeah. West Hines, maybe. So I that's know. what that was. Five G. Was it's another daggum. You also threw out a Jim Carrey from Liar Liar gif. That yeah. was. Uh, Is that new? What's that all yeah. about? What was that? Was I don't know. Uh, you were just kind of passing the torch. Yeah. That meant to go. Uh, it, it didn't load. <laughs> <laughs> it meant to. It didn't load. It was supposed to be there in like. Why are we uh, oh, moving the ball? I, yeah. I think it was supposed to be during okay. my, my right. neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that was supposed oh, to be. So man. the service kind of threw it in there a little too late. but uh, And then you got fired. A lot of exclamation points when yeah. uh, you see that, number 80. You yeah. were all jacked up, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, Goat was, Hogan's Goat was next to me, so that made it ah, okay. okay. Not as bad, but it was, you know, loose enough to be exclamation point happy. He was close enough you could pet him. Well, I could pet him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man, it's kind of weird when you take your headphones off for a second. You all right? I had to, I had to fix my hair. Okay. My fun. neck. Yeah. My neck, Bryce. But uh, that was great. I, I had a great time uh, with our texting. You said you had a nice setup. Uh, you were chilling, watching oh it on TV. Gosh, I couldn't a... ask for nothing more. I mean, did you have yours on a Bud Light case like so, we did? No. No, so, he had it on TV. On TV. So I was, uh, first half I watched it at my kitchen table on my computer. Anna was actually watching some of it. And then she wanted to go to Naughty Dog. And I was like, well, do they have it on? Because I wasn't going to leave if they didn't have it on. Well, they had it on. Did you call, and, call ahead? Uh, she texted one of her friends Good who move. works there. So, Good move. Um, was there, so I was like, all right, let's see how many people are here. And shit, I walked around the corner to their sitting area. And my goodness, I pulled up one of their like leather cedar chairs. And I mean, it was a ta- I had a little side table. They said, wow. you want another one? I said, you're dang right. And uh, <laughs> so I tell you, you know, a buddy of mine was, was there. And it was literally just him and I watching that. And then, of course, some other loud folks behind us. It, it, I tell you, it's funny. You know football. You know everybody in this room knows football. But when you, because uh, that was the first, no lie, that was the first game I'd watched around people. You know, in a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just funny to see people who don't really know much about football. Oh yeah, that's a well, flag. Well, they're the loudest ones too. Oh yeah, and I was just sitting there, you know, and I started getting rowdy like when we were doing good. But uh, that's a flag. Oh come on, I'm like, no, that wasn't a flag. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was like a potential targeting and me i was like yeah I mean, the I, cj play yeah oh that was a flag bro yeah so that should have been a flag i i didn't see it as that i mean that's just me i guess i'm looking at more of a football i'm like i don't think it looked intentional was it that one? it might have been that one but that was just me and it was other my other, neck Bryce. Bryce. Yeah. My, my his other, neck yeah your neck not not your neck and look cj's neck i guess i was some i was thinking more shoulder here yeah yeah let's hear what mike houston had to say about that good segue oh well there we go cut 12 he talked about the hit that was not called a penalty here's uh Uh mike houston 
Well, it was reviewed, and I was venting my opinion pretty pretty strongly as I walked over to check on CJ. I mean, I thought uh, no doubt it should have been a flag. Uh, there should have been something, uh, if not targeting, then unnecessary roughness. You know, as uh, the ball was beyond him. Uh, you know, he's a defenseless player. I mean, at, at, at that point, it is a penalty. Um, you know, we all make mistakes. They missed it. So uh, they did say on the review, though, and I talked to the director of officials that it would not classify as targeting. And that's, you know, they're the, they're the pros of that stuff. So that's, uh, you know, they'll make those calls. But, uh, you know, I, I thought it should have been a flag. Yeah, I thought it was, if not targeting, some type of defenseless receiver or unnecessary roughness one. or something. Because I thought the guy did launch and lower the helmet, mm-hmm. but I don't know. CJ, uh, CJ, we talked to him about it on Monday. Uh, obviously, he thought it should have been a flag, yeah. but um, that did not come back to bite the Pirates. Pirates uh, had some calls go against them on Saturday, mm-hmm. but were able to overcome it and get a win. Uh, it's kind of funny you brought up the – watching around other people rick smith last week said the last game he went to at daddy ficklin stadium he got tired of a guy yelling (laughs) and uh ended up talking to him and uh eventually that guy the other person walked out of the the stadium before he got physical with rick smith you know what he did he did the right thing that guy should have walked you know rick smith i'm gonna hold my ground you leaving not me (laughs) i'm in the wrong so there you go so I, i do you uh do you prefer to watch games like when i watch washington games i've watched it with a group of people but i do like to be in my by myself so i can cuss and yell at the tv uh i mean it's fun it was fun yeah if i like say like we were a pirate radio crew was watching the game yeah that would be fun that's a little different yeah people who are aware of the game aware aware of football how it works yada yada but when you got them obnoxious people it's almost like, damn, would you shut the up? Yeah, golly, it's, <laughs> it's just aggravating. I'm like, tell dude, them how no. you really feel, Brock. No, no, it's <laughs> just like because because normally they're like ten, you know, just right behind me, just right yeah. in that ear. And I'm like, you could be in the corner, it would be fine. But man, when you're just well, screaming, yeah, I can't stand it. It is frustrating being somewhere and someone says, "What are they doing?" Uh-huh. And they're right, like. <laughs> We're not looking good, mm-hmm. or they're not playing good, but you know that they don't know a lick about football. No, they don't know why plays kn- are called. Yeah. You, and you're like, oh, man. I, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I I hate to be fence riding clip, but like I to yell at the TV and do stuff like that. No, sometimes. I definitely so, yell you know, at the TV, you know but what's you know going what's going on. on. Kind of, yeah. I mean, for the mo- you're probably what at least 97, 95 percent know what's going on I, in the game of football. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But anyway. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely will yell at the TV. I'm more so will yell at individual. I guess it's yelling at the TV regardless. But yeah, I mean, I'll yell at the TV like when we had uh, when Snead had that nice catch at the I guess the bottom of the screen, however you want to call it. I mean, beautiful catch. Um, and then when they called and then it holding. back, oh, oh, right. and I was like, yeah, I was highly aggravated <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm definitely a TV yeller. And I was like, would you be quiet? I'm like, <laughs> they can't hear you. I, I hear that a lot. Yeah, it makes you feel bad. I mean, who, there's no way you could sit there. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, Bryce, I'll come out of my room after a game, and my wife will be like, oh, so they lost again? I'll be like, no, they won. And she was like, what? You were yelling the whole time and angry. It's <laughs> like, no, nah, yeah, they won by 10. We're, it's all good. But like, Because I yelled the whole time, she assumes they lost. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, that's the fun part about being a fan. It, it is. It really is. I mean, it was, I mean, I was, 
Rowdy. I cannot God, wait to funny. say my neck this That's right. tomorrow night watching the Panthers. That's yeah. right. Coming yeah, up yeah, uh, against Houston. So, Bryce, uh, you are not going to be at Daddy Ficklin Saturday. Man, I'm. that's the second week in a row I'm going home for, um, not in a row, but home game situation. But, yeah, I've got my grandpa's uh, 82nd birthday. Is. I swear, Bryce, you got the biggest family I've ever I, know, I mean, you man. guys have an event every weekend. We have, I think September's our busiest month yeah. birthday-wise. Yeah, October. We're, we're pretty much we're gonna have smooth sailing. Um, <laughs> When's his birthday? I think it's Saturday. Mine's Friday. Yeah, maybe we share a birthday. Yeah, I think it's it's. Yeah, I think it's Saturday or huh. this week. So that's cool. Well, I'll help you. Uh, How old are you gonna be, Chan? I'll be twenty-three. Wow, nice. Still a young buck. Young buck. The young bull. Young buck. Whole life ahead of you. Yeah, yes, he does. Great stuff, man. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. We'll hear some more Mike Houston comments, more with Bryce Williams. we got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors, and we'll make you a winner coming up at the end of next segment. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, join Pirate Radio and Fleet Feet of Greenville to kickstart your game day on September 25th with a $5.5K. The race is an untimed event, and all proceeds will be donated to Robbie's Clubhouse. For $10, you can sign up for the run and get a T-shirt, or just skip the shirt and just do the run for $5. The race starts at 8 a.m. at Fleet Feet on Greenville Boulevard. Sign up by, uh, excuse me, sign up by going to runsignup.com and search Pirate Radio. We've had over 100 people sign up so far. It's the $5.5K. You can sign up once again at runsignup.com. It's this Saturday, September 25th. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Bryce Williams alongside. Bryce, uh, this team, East Carolina team, now has to do something they're not used to doing. That's handle success. And coming back to win a game where it looked like you had lost on the road, odds against you they had the me against the world mentality there was a lot of talk from houston about i hope that you know we shut the fans the hell up this week and all that kind of stuff so now they have to go back to practice and and play after a win that's different i mean do you remember that in your day like when you put up 70 against north carolina Mm. 24 hour rules in effect but I'm sure a lot of those guys extended that 24 hours and celebrated a little harder. So, how tough is it to, to come back after a big win like that? Um, I mean, I think you know, for us, you know, fortunately we were able to put several you know games together with wins and things like that, and come to practices. And I mean, it kind of, I mean, it makes it a little more fun because you're like, okay, maybe we found our groove. And y'all are um, a little more used to winning than this group of pirates. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That's true. So um, you know, I mean, I think it made practice not as I guess tense, like as far as the atmosphere, like you're winning, like you just won, you know, keep doing your thing. You know, you don't really change anything. You just keep on your routine. Um, 
you know, so I mean, obviously, I think it, may, it was fine to go to practice, but you know, when you're on losing streaks, you're kind of like, Tagum, I don't know what else I can do different. You know, I feel like, you know, I, you're working hard. I said that yeah. to the guys on Monday, to Sneed and Harris, that it's finally, it's got to be great to know the hard work pays off in a right. way. You know, because sure. when you're busting your tail out there and not getting the results, that's got to right. hitting your head against a brick wall yeah. type of thing. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, hope these guys are kind of you know felt the rhythm or whatever you want to call it and um they're driving you know fired on all cylinders whatever you want to call it you yeah. know um you know hopefully they keep that up this week i think there's going to be some good energy um you know this week in practice you know just being the, i mean the especially the type you know how they won you know i mean it wasn't just handed to them by any means um you know they see that what they can do you know they see what's working for their offense um you know if so to carry that through this week and i mean obviously you got nine nine more mm-hmm. nine more games so um one's great but uh nine more will be better so. absolutely uh mike houston uh cut six Shirley talked about how the difference a week can make uh in college football and, and for these pirates i think it's the opposite end of the spectrum of what it was when i stood up here last week you know last week you know we stink we have no shot you know everybody needs to give up and all that stuff you know now it's the other end of the spectrum you know, so it's balancing out. Uh, you know, that's, that's why I, I keep telling the kids, you, you just can't, you can't listen to the noise. And it's hard because social media has changed everything. You know, everybody, everybody behind a typewriter or a screen, you know, puts their thoughts out there. And it, it influences kids. And the thing is, we can't worry about any of that. We've got to worry about us. You know, we've got to worry about doing the same things we did this week that we did last week, that we did the week before, that we'll do next week. You know, Charleston Southern is a program. They were six and six in 2019. They were two and two last spring. They're one and one here. Um, I think they have two surprising games. And I think that uh, you know, surprising that they beat the Citadel the way they did at at the Citadel. Uh, surprising that uh, you know they they lost the way they did to Monmouth. Monmouth is a good football program. They're a ranked they're a ranked team. I expected that game to be very close and Charleston Southern to have a chance to win it. You know, they turned the ball over some and and it got away from them. But, uh, you know, they're, they're going to come in here. This is, this is their Super Bowl. They're well coached. Uh, their kids play hard. They're older. Um, you know, we've got to respect our opponent. And, and we've got to do a great job this week of preparing to go out there and play better this week than we did last week. And that's the, that's the thing that hopefully the kids have learned at this point, that they've got to listen to their coaches. I mean, I've, I've been in this game on both sides. Uh, I've, been, I've been the favorite. I've been the underdog. And, and we've won some games as the underdog. It's probably one of the reasons I'm standing here today. You know, it's, you just you got to respect your opponent each week. And so I think that's just so important. And uh, we, gotta, we can't get ahead of Tuesday's practice. You know, we've got to have a great afternoon this afternoon. We've got to correct the things we did poorly the other night we got to improve on the things we did well we got to push ourselves to get better today and that's you really can't get beyond that all right mike houston there and that was the cut where he used the line uh this is their super bowl and hearing it in the full context i mean it's not as bad as when you read it by itself but a lot of pirate fans commented on that and kind of gave a i don't like to hear that because if somebody from nc state says that about ecu yeah we freak out and we riot and now we're saying it mike houston saying it about charleston southern but to his point this is one of their biggest games on the schedule not their biggest game because they played georgia later in the year yeah that's a tough task for them at sanford uh huh. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming uh, George is not going there. That's so. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be that. crazy. Yeah. Uh yeah. It'll be uh, there uh, in Georgia in Athens. So, uh but 
Mike Houston there basically saying we got to respect the opponent. You know all that, about sure. that, Bryce, playing those uh, FCS teams and, and teams that you would consider lower than you at the time. You still got to get up for them because uh, upsets happen every week. Mm-hmm. If you're the underdog, you hope it's you. If you're the favorite, you hope it's not you on that particular week. So, uh, Bryce, one thing that fans will say, and Seth said a lot, and then I think you have talked about too, is going up tempo why are we not playing up tempo more right. you liked it the other night right oh yeah definitely so now okay, there are positives and negatives to going up tempo high pace football and mike houston talked about those Shirley. this is cut number eight well to a degree i mean we made some mistakes there during that tempo session also uh but you know we we tried to tempo against app some we, we we tempoed against south carolina at times i mean it's part of our offense uh, and so we got to do a better job with it. I thought that uh, we made a couple of mistakes in tempo the other night that, you know, we got to get corrected. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's times that we're going to go fast. There's times that we're going to go slow. Uh, you know, we weren't trying to go fast there at the end. You know, we were trying to burn more clock than we actually burned. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's part of our spread offense is to be the ability to change speeds. All right, Mike Houston there. Fans want to see this offense going up tempo early in the game and not just when you're down 17. We'll see what the offense looks like against Charleston Southern coming up on Saturday. Um, Bryce, when you played, I'm trying to think of the roster now. I don't, this is no slight to Ventavious Cooper, but he wasn't the fastest back East Carolina's ever had. Uh, Justin Hardy wasn't the fastest receiver East Carolina's ever had. Who was the, the speed guy? Uh, on I think offense, the speed guy. Well, Breon could go. Breon he was fast. Scoot. Um, Chris Harris, I think, was a pretty fast guy. Yeah. Um, our receivers, of course, you know, I think you know Zay would be up in there. Davon Grayson. Yeah, he could go. Um, we had Quay. Um, oh yeah. You yeah. know he was you know returner and stuff. And yeah. I mean he, um, I, you know, I don't think I see he was as of you know effective in the i mean he was effective but he wasn't like the i guess the starter if that makes any sense yeah i just um, i'm trying to think I of played. a guy with the speed of keaton mitchell that played with you and i don't uh, know if I there is one jimmy uh williams okay. was pretty dang fast okay jimmy could get it um I, honestly i don't think we had it i can't think of any like burners yeah I feel like a bunch of our receivers were like all in that same realm right um i mean i think quite a quite was a track guy i would probably say the receivers maybe so I think Quay, Quay I remember. I mean, Zay was fast. Um, but the Keaton Mitchell speed, ah, <laughs> That's a different I speed. Don't think, I don't think I can think of anybody. We keep going back to Chris Johnson. And not saying he's the player he is, but the the, right. Uh, the speed. Right. He's got it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's great when you when you see him, you know, especially get through that uh second level and it's you know, he Goodbye. gets it, and then he misses uh you know, for a free safety to make a open field tackle and someone as fast as Keith Mitchell I mean he makes just one little one little shimmy and boom and no I mean no one's catching him I mean even I don't know I'd love to see a play where he breaks through and you got like a DB who just seems to got that perfect angle week one against App State it looked like the it guy was, had the angle yeah when yeah. he was on the sideline yeah, they talked about that and then he did that's right <laughs> that, well there you go there was my but play he got, yeah. the other night he got into the secondary so fast yeah it was ridiculous yeah but talking about former pirates, you know, being speedsters with you, I think like Bre- Breon Allen, probably. I mean, he, he, was, he, he was a shifty dude. He was, and I'm, I'm like replaying all like Breon, how Breon could run. I mean, and Ventavious, 
It was just impressive to watch those guys run. But this speed is something different. Oh, uh, for sure. That is not normal. Uh, No. And Mike Houston talked about that run, Shirley. This is cut number 10. 10? Yeah. It was inside. It was basic inside zones. What it was. I mean, it's you know he set the he set the linebacker up. The linebacker rocked back a little bit, and uh, you know the guard was able to overtake his outside shoulder. And all of a sudden there was a crease there, and he hit it. I mean that's we talked about during preseason camp because we watched out there on the practice field. Every time he touches the ball, he has a chance to you know to hit a home run. And it's uh, you know I thought that he and Rajay both played uh, their best games the other night. Uh, I think they're both improving. I think that uh, you know we gave them a little more space the other night, both in the run game and the pass game so you know we want to continue to get those guys in situations where they're in space with the football great to have those backs through three weeks uh healthy and participating uh and and being key members of the game how about the touches the other night bryce saw this on the box score on the ube stat sheet so keaton mitchell 14 carries 135 yards of course had that long one that 88 Mm -hmm. yard one uh, yarder but Rajay goes 13 carries he had a touchdown as well and then receiving Rajay three catches Keaton four catches almost like identical stat oh, yeah. lines from the the touches aspect they don't want to wear these guys down and when you can split time like that with those backs that's that's huge yeah when you have definitely your productive I don't know if they're labeled first I don't want to put one it's a, like a 1a 1b yeah, yeah it really is um you know when you when you know you got two guys who can you know perform that you know identical and be productive i mean that that's huge that you don't have to rely on just one back and then you know throw the other one in there just to give the other one a break like when you when you have either one of those guys in there you know they're have the potential to make a big play bryce uh against south carolina ecu won the turnover battle won the penalty battle by a long shot and still lost the game uh this week uh, grant wells throws for 433 yards mm. their running back ali had eight 189 yards and three touchdowns you look at just those stats you're saying well ecu lost that yeah. game oh yeah but so the stats God. don't always tell the whole story no. of the game but marshall got their yards they just couldn't get them when they mattered late in the game yeah. there they uh they were held on fourth down which um chandler uh your dad brought up right we need to get that honey cut on the show and not you because he had a great yeah. comment there. Uh, we forgot, I forgot about that late in the game. Marshall went for it yeah, and it, didn't get it. They threw a pass, and it was incomplete. They could have yeah. went for the field goal to go up by 20. And then they, they missed decided the field. And then they missed the field goal. That was huge. Things like that was great. When Marshall does, I feel like, you know, towards the end, obviously, we were taking advantage of the opportunities. With, you know, when Marshall missed that field goal, that could have, I mean, that could have been what we've seen in the past, and we just kind of three and out, boom, Marshall gets the ball. True, front. you got to take you know, advantage. And, and of, the fact yeah. that we took advantage of that, and did we score on that drive? Yeah, I believe so. I feel like we did. Cause yeah, I feel like that was a big thing I remembered. Um, you know, for us to do that was it was huge. I mean, they literally turned the ball over. I mean, it was that's what we needed. It was awesome. A great comeback by the Pirates and. Right now, we'll uh, keep you feeling good out there and make you a winner because we need to open up the Pirate Radio booty bag here on a Wednesday. Uh Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250 Shirley Rhodes. Let's open the bag and give out a prize. What prize shall it be? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. I have really enjoyed the Tiebreakers cheesesteak and a wrap. I've got it all three games thus far, and I don't see it changing in the future. It's always great, but it was ten times greater. After a win. After a win, baby. Yes, sir. Those bonus wings were hitting. 
right, 317-1250. Shirley, what call are you looking for? I'm looking for caller 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We got more to go. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. We got more Mike Houston. Coming up on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at sizeintent.com. And congratulations to Pete Ballant of Winterville. Picked up uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you on a Wednesday edition. It seems like every Wednesday around this time, I see some food or we start talking about food, Bryce. Oh, yeah. It seems like it always comes up. Like, what are we eating tonight? When are we going to? I'll be at AJ's uh, getting ready for some sports trivia, probably having a buffalo chicken wrap. Last, oh, so uh, good. Last time I meant to order that and I got the Southwest chicken wrap by accident and it was good. It was a great mistake that I made. When you order the wrong thing, oh yeah, and you get it like I didn't want this, and then it turns out to be right. good. So that was uh, that was a good mistake. All right, uh, we'll be out there tonight. Looking forward to a uh, another evening of sports trivia. Bryce, uh, we'll get some more football talk in. We'll get your prediction. We don't even have a spread for the ECU game yet because they're playing an FCS opponent. Those lines don't come out till later in the week. Mm. Uh, I will show you what Charleston Southern's done so far this season, so you can formulate. A score for the game, but right now, can uh, we do a guess the line with Bryce? Uh, sure. Oh man, what do you think ECU is going to be favored by against Charleston Southern? So far this year, Charleston Southern has won thirty-eight to twenty-one over the mm-hmm. Citadel, and then they lost to Monmouth forty-one to fourteen. Hmm. Uh maybe I'm uh, ECU favored. Wow. Oh, Throw out a number. Uh. 18. All right. Jeff Nadeau, who follows this closely, said he thought it'd be around 19. I said 28. I was going to say 24. So oh, well. we're all I'm in the too. ballpark. Okay. So maybe you're, maybe you're a sharp and you don't even know it, Bryce. Hey, I just feel it in my gut. We'll, uh, we'll get your official score prediction. You were right about the ECU Marshall game, one of the few. Troy D had ECU was winning. It? I feel it in my Oh, neck. yeah, I did have ECU winning. Now, I don't remember the score you said. I think I was in the 30s. Well... I mean, you were all over it. I was pretty close. Yeah. All right, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Bryce, have you had an opportunity uh, to get in the boat since we last talked? I have. So, thankfully, um, you know, the big bull reds are what our school, you know, not schooling, but coming into the Noose River and everything. I mean, they get, you know, anywhere from obviously 36 inches to, I mean, 50-some inches. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much almost like this table. Um and I've been wanting to do it, and I haven't. You know, it's one of those things you don't. I haven't done a lot. Um, it's tricky because I mean, you just gotta find the right spots and everything like that. But um, 
fortunately i was able to go with my buddy you know with jake mm-hmm. and then another buddy of mine patrick and uh we took my buddy's boat patrick out and they catch these big bull reds out in the noose and uh you know it was windy and you know a little choppy pretty choppy it was like you know three and a half four footers you know coming over you know for a boat you know it's a bay boat i mean a constant wave like that you know it's a little tricky but long story short i mean is that bad for it's you know it's uh, uncomfortable but is it bad for the fishing Does i it wouldn't anything? say too much i mean okay. it can affect some things with the tides and the currents and the wind and things like that but um you know, for, for first things to Jake, you know, we got everything set up finally. We were taking water over the bow of the boat, you know, as we're trying to cruise into a spot. So it was pretty rough, but um, Jake was the first one to have a rod go off. Jake landed one, and it was 43 inches. Wow. Um, so I was, obviously that was, you know, everybody was pumped up. And then next rod goes off, Jake grabs it, hands it to me, was able to reel one in. And uh, finally landed one. I've been, you know, been trying to get it each time I went would go. But uh, she was 42 inches, so she was a uh, she was a big girl. She was a citation. So man, through there. That's so nice. um, I tell you, they are a daggum hoss. I mean, they that is a fun fish to catch. I mean, there. I mean, you talk about peeling drag and everything like that. So yeah, caught her 42 inches. So that was, you know release citations i think you get a, you know a form for that i think jake has that down i'll have to figure something out how i can get that um wait so what does that all explain that to me a citation yeah so citations if you catch a fish you know of a certain caliber size weight you get you know sort of a, a pl- you know like a dot not a dot like almost like a it's almost like um certificate of authenticity yeah like, yeah, like a certificate it looks like a, it's kind of like fancy diploma paper mm-hmm. not as fancy but and it's got you know your name the way of the fish the, you know the pic- a picture of that breed of fish who does that um the right, who's the sanctioning body doing this? uh that's i should know that it's um i think north carolina wildlife or okay. you know anything like that from i should know that All right, but cool. um you know, and you get a sheet of paper. It's pretty cool. I got one for a Wahoo. Um, I mean, it's cool. You know, it just says, you know, pretty much is recognizing that you called a a very, you know, a caliber, a good caliber size fish, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I think a uh, citation for a flounder, I think it's five pounds. Is it five pounds? I think it's five pounds. A trout's five pounds. From what I can remember and everything, so it's just a, a way of saying, yeah, I got a, I caught a citation size fish and awesome. things like that. So I need to work on that because that would definitely be cool. Because um, I mean, those fish are when you have to, you know, you release them, you can't keep those. Um, I mean, they're like I think like anywhere from like 30, 40 years old. I mean, like they're so you you don't get to keep the fish. All you get is the okay uh, the picture. You know, your gotcha. picture you take one and. I guess the memory catching it. I mean, it's <laughs> all right. It's cool. It's a, it's, a, it's a good time. It's, it's it's definitely something cool to be able to catch for sure. Are you aware of all the fish? Like before you go out there, you know what you can and can't keep. Like, do you ever catch Sox. something and be like, "Do I keep this? <laughs> um, or I have to throw it back?" Like, not pretty much for. Um, I got distracted there on the watch the football yeah, plays. The receiver dropped the passing interception, but um. I mean, pretty much for like in the in, at least in the Pamlico, the noose, the fishing I do mainly inshore. I mean, I'm aware of what you can keep and stuff like that. But then you go out offshore, 
I don't think there's really a seat. There's not a season on too many things, but there is on some. But like Spanish mackerel, I'm trying to think. I, there may not even be a. Maybe it's like 13 inches or 14 inches for a Spanish mackerel, and you can keep like. I mean, multi. I mean, like. 10 maybe I mean it's something crazy so not really knowing your sizes and as in links and your um, how much your bag limit but there are restrictions on a lot of these things that you have to be aware of oh yeah like, like like redfish like you get caught with um, you know say you got caught because you only keep one redfish and it's in the slot between 18 and 26 so you keep a redfish that's under, below, and you got multiple of them. That's <laughs> not going to be good. You ever been busted? You had fines? Been to fishing court? Thank goodness I'm not. Okay, I've not done that. Um, I try and do my best. Yeah. Even less, like even when like you get stopped. Like one time I got stopped when I was duck hunting, and I knew I had everything, but you're just kind of like, yeah, that one thing is off. And uh, I did have a, a cool uh, wildlife officer one time. I went fishing. This was last year. And I had my sportsman and uh, said, you know, inland fishing. And I was like, well, heck, I'm inland. I'm in the creeks, you know, back in the rivers and creeks and stuff. Trout fishing. And, uh, you know, he stopped us. when, Of course, they wait till you get to the boat. You know, it was at the boat ramp. So everything's loaded up. We're ready to head home. And, hey, boys, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, hand on license said, well, bud, this is uh, sportsman's, you know, this is this isn't good for coastal fishing. I'm like, aren't we, you know, and he's like, oh, no, like, once you get past a certain amount out of the creek or whatever, or the river, that becomes coastal. I'm like, well, wait a tick. There needs to be a sign. Wait a tick. You know, saying, hey. Why are there no traffic signs in the water? Exactly. Saying, hey, you're starting coastal fishing. Maybe there is, but they're few and far between. Yeah. But thankfully, he was cool enough, because I think he could tell I was totally, like, oblivious to uh, <laughs> yeah. what like you didn't do something wrong on purpose you thought you were doing right. the right thing exactly yeah. so right then i said well heck i'm gonna get my lifetime license and i'm gonna get coastal fish and that way i don't ever have to worry about it again so uh there's a lot to it yeah you sounds like you know you can't just go out there and shoot whatever you want or hunt, you know and catch whatever you want i mean you can but there's there's consequences there's consequences to your actions and that's the lesson for today. Exactly. From Bryce Williams. Exactly. On uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll take our final break. We'll come back. Bryce's prediction. He hit it last week. We'll see what he's got this week for ECU and Charleston Southern. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market. It was a good day today. The Dow was up 338 points. It closed at 34,258. NASDAQ was up 150 at 14,896, and the S&P was ahead 41 at 4,395. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And taking a quick look at your Buck scoreboard, 
One Major League Baseball game in action right now. The Blue Jays are trailing the Rays 7-1 in the top of the eighth inning. The Nationals and Marlins will start at 6.40. The Orioles take on the Phillies tonight at 7 o'clock. You can hear that game right here at on Pirate Radio. Red Sox will take on the Mets at 7.10. And the Braves and the Diamondbacks get together at 9.40. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, thank you, Shirley Rose. The Buck. I was going to do that. <laughs> the Buck. Uh, Stan says new. he's got a new bucket list uh, item on the bucket list. Uh, he says to go out fishing with Bryce Williams. He said, man, that would be fun we can try to make it happen we need to do some sort of win a trip with bright we'll do like a raffle or something yeah win a fishing trip with bright or Williams. we could add it to the treasure chest if we do the treasure chest uh, this that's year that's a great idea uh, Shirley. there we go we're gonna be thinking I can bryce try uh would have to agree to it but uh yeah. like a fishing trip with bryce and uh and maybe you could go uh jake to to guide yeah. you out there do like a real deal fishing yeah trip. I, can but, try. Um, I can just hear the treasure chest uh sound bite now and then congratulations you're going on a fishing trip with big bryce williams uh-huh. Ooh, this is on my oh list. my god <laughs> i would like to go fishing with bryce before anybody else does but yeah I, I, we just got to find the time we find During the football time. season is not the time i think i missed the time i know well we can try an away game well, still got to be here all oh, day, that's Bryce. True. Yeah, so mm. my uh, my Saturdays are pretty shot <laughs> for a while. Tough. Actually, I get two Saturdays off in October because we have a Thursday night game against South Florida and an off week and an off week. Why, yes, yes, you do, Shirley. Well, I'll be happy Halloween. Something to look forward to there. <laughs> yeah, Shirley because uh, my birthday falls on the bye week. Good night. Yeah. Uh oh. How did y'all make yeah. that exact same yeah. weird noise at the same time? <laughs> because we we've been, we've been sitting beside each other way Hi-ya! too long. <laughs> a little birthday bye week sounds good. Nice, sounds good. Chan Man's got a birthday coming up. Bryce's uh, grandfather mm, birthday. Happy birthday! Birthdays galore. Uh, Bryce, let's get your score. Oh man! For East Carolina, Charleston Southern, I got to hear some of the thought process Bryce was going over here <sighs> yeah. as he was trying to come to a conclusion. Once again, Bryce, uh, Charleston Southern yet to be in a, a close game. They've won by seventeen mm-hmm. against the Citadel, and then a loss by twenty-seven to Monmouth. So thirty-eight to twenty-one, they've scored thirty-eight, and they've scored fourteen in their two games. So. You know what the Pirates have done, that offensive outburst in the fourth quarter against Marshall. So what do you think this week? Well, you know, I don't want to be, like, too crazy thinking. Obviously, he's winning. But um, I don't know. I I feel like you score because 42 is – how many touchdowns we got there? That's seven. Um, Yeah. Six. Well, yeah. No, six. Seven. Seven. No, that would be 49. Six. Six. Why are you screwing me up now? <laughs> that was a simple math I know. that I totally Seven botched. times seven or seven times six? Seven times six. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I think, you know, I'm just going to go what you and I talked about. I'm going to go, you know, somewhat conservative, but, like, I know we're going to win and score some points from what we did. 
um, last week. I mean, I think I got 40. Uh, you know what? Hold up. I'm going to go 45. Change it up. We got a field goal in there. Did an Owen Daffer field goal. Yeah. Owen Daffer. That's, <laughs> That's a fun of, name to say. It is actually. Owen Daffer. Yeah. Uh, a field goal. So 45 to 17. 45 17. I think, you know, that gives. That's a realistic so, score. Yeah. That gives Charleston Southern, you know, not a slap in the face, but. Um, you know what? Yeah, a little respect. That is a 28 point game, which is what I set my point spread at. And you know what's Just crazy? Saying. We didn't, I, I didn't go off of that. I, I know, because you got ECU covering your spread, which yeah. was 18. So, man, 28 points. Let's see if we can make it happen. I like it. I like it, Bryce. Uh, Josh says, as many times as I've invited Bryce, I should automatically win. He's uh, invited you to hunt. Maybe we should do a. Hunt or and or fish with Bryce Williams giveaway. We'll figure it out. Hmm. We'll figure it out. This uh, yeah, something we can add to the treasure chest. That's a good idea, Charlotte. All right, Bryce, enjoyed it, man. I did too. Have a fun birthday party. What kind of Thank cake you, you have? Anything? I don't know what Grandpa likes. We went by. My dad had a birthday last week. We went by Sunday, watched some football. They had a cake. It was a cookies and cream ice cream cake. And I'm not a huge cake guy. Oh, yeah. I'm more of the savory as opposed uh, to sweet. A, you're a savory guy. That was a darn good cake. Ice cream. Say. Yeah, that or, mama is, I guess it's like their Oreo ice cream cake. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. My gosh. That was a I, There's one. a lot. I'm a sweets guy. I get, I like a bunch of different, I don't need a regalus, I guess, going to rant. We're about to finish up. But yeah, I get my sweet tooth <laughs> from my mom. But Okay. God, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Well, let us know what kind of cake you have uh, I will. next week. I'll let you know. All right, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Thank y'all for having How me. How many catches for Calhoun Saturday? Uh, I think, oh, God, that's that's a tough one. I, I should never ask Bryce a question when we're overtime. No, I wouldn't have that many, that much yeah, options. I'm going to, he's going to, he's going to, okay, I'm going to do, he's going to at least have five. All right. He's five is the at least floor. have five. All right. Shirley, we got the Pirate Radio podcast, Jeff Charles and Jeff Barber coming up if you're listening to our live edition so stick around for that and we'll see you thursday three o'clock on pirate radio live